grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Welcome in. It is episode number 552 of Jobbing Out. Anybody have a guess? Uh, is that how many Cancer Boy jokes I made? Over uh, the that's very similar. It's a very similar number, but no, that's not the one. Anybody else? How many uh, Viking experience jokes there were on Twitter? It's so close. It's how many combined pounds of Viking experience there is. Ah. You get 552 combined pounds of Viking experience, and you should be so lucky to get it. Uh, it is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, Brandon Linton, fresh back out of the hospital after uh, uh, pissing away the rest of his cancer, and, uh, of course, the main event... Yeah, there we go. Let the record show that uh, AJ pulled the... Uh, uh, guys, I might be a little late this week. I have to hang with Devon Dudley card. He pulled. He pulled. He pulled that today. Well, Devon. What Devon came to the school. He wanted to take a picture of all the people from our school uh, that got a tryout with WWE next week. Um, so I happen to be one of those people. Tough life. Oh. Real tough life. Real tough life you're living. That's cool though. Um, wait. Devon's so- cool though. No, Devon is like of all the people that I've met so far in the wrestling business that are like legends. Devon is definitely the coolest. Like uh, a bunch of other guys I've met, they're 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 not bad people. Like Billy Gunn's not a bad person, but if you don't know him very well, he's kind of an asshole. Like, <laughs> and and Bubba Ray is an asshole to literally everybody. That sounds so right. It doesn't no, that, matter that if he out. knows you well or not. Yeah. But Devon, how dare you say Devon's bad things about Tori? Oh, that's a good point. That is a well, good point. I, I mean, I mean, still in the wrestling business, but yeah, I guess you could say <laughs> um, So, Brandon, give us an update. You uh, did you have all of the, all of the cancers gone now? Is that the way this works? Sort of. So, this was the last surgery to remove uh, the spots that remained from December after my first surgery, and these were on my liver. The first one was that was from my colon. And I have to go through eight more treatments, uh, chemo treatments, to make sure any residual tissue or anything is gone and killed and all that. But, yeah, I mean, the belief is it's out. Um, I have a very painful recovery for the next week or so. 
Well, I'm not clapping for the painful recovery. I just want that to be known for the record. I'm and clapping. then the treatments that suck, but then, you know, the, the cancer belief is... Sucks. Cancer, cancer sucks. Cancer sucks. Cancer sucks. Cancer sucks. Cancer sucks. Hang cancer on a second. Sucks. I know I know something that we could do for cancer. Ready? Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey. Goodbye. Goodbye. Cancer sucks. Suck. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, well, that's good. Again, uh, I, I, I saw Brandon on Sunday. Uh, it, was a, it was a little awkward. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. Yeah, it was it's fine. Little... Right. Did he, did he poo himself? No, no. No. There was a moment. Go ahead. It was man. actually worse than that. <laughs> oh, shit. You, you tell the story because okay, you're so, really seeing it. Okay, happen. so... I, like I don't really understand. You have essentially like a drain. Is that is that the way that it, you would explain that? Yeah. After after any kind of like abdominal surgery, the, everyone I know has had to have a drain for a period of time where it, it's just like there's extra fluid and shit that it drains out. You have it for like a week max. Like it's not something you have for a really long time. A lot of people get it removed from before they even leave the hospital. Um, and so it's like gross, like bloody looking fluid, basically. Right, right. So I I was probably there for three or four hours on Sunday. And so I was there. For we're the, having a good old time. Yeah, we were just What a good guy. Right. And yet you found a way to not complain about how long it was you were while you were there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. I didn't complain about how long WrestleMania was. And again, if I, I didn't say I didn't say you did, I'm just saying in general. Right. right. That's a good point. Extended periods of time and not that you complain about how it long. Is tr- and I didn't even have free food being given to me every couple of minutes <laughs> at the hospital. I wouldn't have wanted it at the hospital anyway. So um at one point they switched nurses, right? And like Brandon, I think the nurse that you had was was pretty solid, was pretty decent. And they yes. switch. They switch to this other nurse, and I'm gonna guess it's like this a lot of times when you switch nurses, where you're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like everything had just worked out with the one before. I'm not so sure how I feel about this new one. Like, is that a typical feeling that you have during nurse cha- changes at a hospital? Um, usually they come in together and they make you feel real good about the next person coming in, and usually it's a pretty smooth transition. Every now and again, you're like, "Oh yeah," uh, and, and when you're there for an extended period of time. And you get to know the people because you've had the same people multiple times. That's really when you're like, not this person again. Um, that was this person. So this lady, like, very not like very matter of factly, is like I pointed uh, out there was like gunk in my drain, and I was just asking if it was normal. Right. And she just goes over to like clean, like you know. The drain has to move, or else it's like any—it's like a you know a bathroom drain, right? Like if it's backed up, it doesn't—it doesn't work. That's the way that it goes. And so the lady goes to do it, and just like stretches it out of my body. It was the most—it was like he had been stabbed. It was like watching a human being get stabbed in the stomach with a knife. And what the fuck do you do, <laughs> like? I, like, I was in so much pain, I was just paralyzed. I've like, I couldn't never, even really do anything. I've never seen anything like... I'm like, what? So she was just, like, super shitty? Yeah. Like, she just pulled... Like, she just did it too aggressively. Because, like, I, I asked nurses afterwards. I was like, is this normal, like, the way that she did this? And they're like, well, they're supposed to be... Because basically, if you do it, like, a gentle way, it takes a really long time. But, like, the hard-ass nurses will come in and just, like, fucking do it real fast. 
and that's where it hurts really bad. Like, it's painful either way, but it's, like, the difference between a gradual, like, like, like not, com- not completely mild, but, like, somewhat mild shitty pain and, like, the worst pain I've ever felt in my I, life. I've never seen anything. So it's, like, the difference between getting a tattoo and getting murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's pretty much, I mean, like, like I told Glenn, like, I've never been stabbed before, but I imagine that's what it feels and like. I, I didn't. Because that was like, you know I've how been, in a movie. Like when you stabbed before, and it's not great. Uh, wait a second. Like, you so, know how in a movie, and I know it's a movie, but like when someone gets stabbed, they're just breathless. They're just like, <gasps> that's what I was like. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. AJ, when were you stabbed? Uh, I was stabbed in my back at a house party when Holy I was a teenager. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, well, I, was dancing with, I was dancing with some guy's girl. I didn't know it was his girl. And he came back to the party and stabbed me in the back with a box cutter. Well, there wasn't an issue where, like, her period blood was on your leg, was there? There was no... No, that was, not, th- that was not an oh issue. But what I'm, happened was... I'm glad that Aaron blood, got it. His blood <laughs> ended up being... All, he See, it was a house party, but it was my homie's house party. I didn't know this dude. I didn't know his girl. I was dancing with his girl. He stabbed me in the back, but it was my homie's house party. So I got stabbed in the back, so I had my blood a little bit on my back. Jesus just, Right. But I didn't. Uh, but it was a box cutter, so I didn't even get stitches. I just put a big bandaid on it, and I was good. Oh my God. He, on the other hand, got the holy fuck beat out of him. All right, by all yeah, my yeah. I mean, if you're at your boy's place, that's the way it should work. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that's the way it should work. Yeah. I stood there paralyzed as Brandon. I thought was dying because, like, if you watch your friend get stabbed, you're like, I gotta call nine one one and get him to a hospital. But what happens when your buddy gets stabbed? When he's at the hospital, <laughs> because all I put, him again and make the nurse come faster. I get, all, but the nurse was still there, and she's just standing there, like, now nah, we're oh, good. That's the thing, and the look on her face, right? Like I she's was like, fuck she's you. She's just standing I there, like, scream, fuck you, bitch. At yeah, her. like she was like pissed at Brandon because Brandon was unhappy. Like I've never seen anything like. Yeah, it. she was just like Jesus Christ. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm like Jesus. This is such a shitty situation, and I have no idea. You know, like Lord knows, what do you do when you're just a bison? It could have been worse. You, he could have had cancer. I mean, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cancer was out at that point. That's so. a good point. Oh my God. Well, yeah, that's a great the, that's one. The, just be grateful. Bit. Come that's on. That's a great <laughs> bit, AJ. Great bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into it. Uh, yeah, every, we're all making our Viking experience jokes. Um, that's that was that was. Uh, I'm not. I'm not as bothered about Viking experience. I mean, that's a stupid name. It's but terrible. It's, it's Chili McFreeze. It's so stupid. But I'm not worried about Viking experience. It's the fact that they literally changed their actual name. Character. Oh, dude, it's way. Those are it's way worse than Viking. A car. Like, what the fuck is that? And then the other guy's name is just Eric. Eric. <laughs> when you have like, an Eric already, Rowan who looks like a they, Viking. They already, they already did that when they first got there. Yeah, yep. that's... Did you see someone tweeted that they should pair Eric with Rowan and call and them Luke Harper? Yeah. yeah. I actually kind of like that. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. I, and I didn't we already have a Viking experience with the Bludgeon Brothers? No, they weren't Vikings. They were like haunted. They house. basically were Vikings. <laughs> no, they were like horror movie characters. Dude, they literally had the hammers like Thor. They were basically Vikings. They dressed yeah. like it. Okay. They they were Norse gods. These are Vikings. Come on. Total difference. I mean, you have to have and this is why Vikings. Aaron is the worst. I look. I, it's awful. The whole thing is fucking awful. Everything about it is awful, except for those guys are great, and that's the tricky part about this. Is that like. 
I think the experience is going to get over just because they're so great. Right, right. Is is it? How much is it going to sabotage them though? I don't think so because I think, I think it won't. If it, if it sab- if a name sabotages them, it's Marks making the conscious decision to not, not cheer true. people that they previously cheered literally a week earlier. I don't know. Just I mean, because their name changed. You you, you had you had this m- to a whole different audience of people who don't know who the fuck they are. And so pretend like they're new characters. To like a bit, like that's the problem, right? It's like the people that already like them are gonna ignore the name and 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 say the guys are great and they know who they are and, but if the gimmick's bad, it will kill them because it's it, it's it kills them to the but general the gimmick, audience. But that, the only problem with that is that the gimmick didn't change. The yes. name is actually way more apropos for the gimmick. That they have, the name they have now is actually way more apropos for this gimmick because they are the right Disney World ride. I'm holding my breath that, that they don't change them a little bit to be really hokey like the Ascension, because it's sort of they sort of did a little bit. They did a lot more screaming and stuff, like it was a little bit o- more over the top than they normally are. I, um, not counting Takeover, because like obviously they made that crazy, but I mean their normal entrance is energetic. This was a little Ascension-y. Mick Foley wrote in his book about how important a name is and how when he came to WWF, he desperately like mankind wasn't the original pitch thing. It was just something he blurted out in a uh, right. in a meeting right. because he was so desperate not to be Mason the Mutilator because right. he thought if he was Mason the Mutilator, he'd be dead. We, on t- arrival. we talked about that with Mick Foley just a year ago on this program. Yeah. Um, I-, I hear you again. I-, I still would come back to it's. T- there's two different things there. One. Uh, to AJ's point, while, while Brandon, you're right, th- there is a group of people that don't know who they are. There's still a boatload of people that do know who they are. And it's way more than when Mick Foley arrived in WWE for the first time, right? Like, th- this is the sure. way the world but it's, exists It's now. not way more than who knows who they are. I mean, there's more people that know, don't know who they are than people that do. I mean, in the, in the, in the main WWE audience, that, yes. might, that might be true. Um, well, we say it all the time. Every time they call someone from NXT, right. that's the The reason why it's right. still going to work. The reason why it's still going to work is because they're still going to do the war chants, and all you need is a stupid chant to get over, dude. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. I also would think it does just genuinely come down to what they're willing to give them. I mean, like, if, if they treat them like the fucking revival for the next year, well, then, yeah, it's going to be a real problem. But, so if, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The revival don't got a stupid chant. That's why that happens. Well, okay, there's something to be said for that, no doubt. But I would still say and no matter— Nobody did the stupid chant on Raw, by the way. Well, and also I would say Ty Dillinger had a chant, and yet it didn't help him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not as if there haven't been guys that had chance that it, that it didn't help. It helped him get on the main roster. Well, it helped him get on the roster, yes, but once he got on the roster, it didn't do shit for him. You know what I mean? Like, it, he was nothing once he got to the main roster. So No, if, that's if any- not true, bro. He got a lot of opportunities when he first started out, and then 10 chance died. Not really. Yeah. Yes, they did. We had this discussion. Discussion on this well, show. Oh, he was time. he was called up in April of that year. When well, I guess that was two years ago. When was his first big opportunity? Like he got a U.S. title shot in the Royal fall, Rumble. I think. Royal Rumble, right? When they did the number ten. Well, that was when I, they I first think, called I him think up. Before that, he did get a U.S. title shot, but that was in you know November. And it was a triple threat match. Yeah. And to, he was on. He was on a lot of TV too. He just wasn't in the prominent position, but he was on a lot of TV. Uh, the problem was. The problem was the ten chance died, bro. But I, I think somebody would say they part died because he wasn't getting the opportunity that he lost his heat, and so with that he lost the people that were chanting for him. And I, look, it's a chicken and the egg thing that we're never going to be able to define one way or the other. But I would say I think that that, that these guys will be as fine as the opportunities they give them if they treat them like the big deal that they fucking are. 
I, I think at some point we'll see past the fact that the name is, yes, of course, stupid. It's awful. And I think we'll enjoy the fact that the these guys. Word. Yeah. And, but I it's think. Terrible. But we'll remember that these guys can effing work. And they can put on great matches. And that's why we like them. Like, the gimmick is not alone what makes the wrestler. Yes, I know. It's a big deal. And I'm not trying to minimize it. And I'm not dismissing it entirely. You know what's, you know what's funny is that I didn't watch Raw. I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown live this week. Um, so I was with my homie because I was um, uh, working on some stuff for SCW. No, we, I think we. Yeah, we got to get AJ figured out. AJ sounds like Pong right now. Yeah, he does kind of actually. AJ is cutting out. We'll see if we can't get AJ straightened out a little bit. AJ, you there? Nope. Well, all right, we'll try again. See, that's what happens when you try to def defend the Viking experience. Yeah, yeah, you're back. Go ahead. Well, you were back. <laughs> I take it all back now. We, we tried. We did our best. Um, look, I, you know, I, it, it sucks. It, I, we all know that it sucks. It's awful. It's terrible. And the, the, the bummer of it is that it was so bad that it literally, like, became burdensome to the rest of the show. Like, we almost couldn't. Like, oh, I, I, I didn't look at the screen for the next, like, 45 minutes because I was too busy making jokes. Right. Like, it became so over-the-top bad that it was all we were thinking about instead of thinking about everything else that was going on. Dude, okay. I cannot hear anything. Yeah. AJ, let's try to get you squared away. Let's see if we can't figure that out. You there? No. All right. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Hello. Hey, there's AJ. AJ's back. We like that. Yeah, no. What I was saying was that... Uh, the Viking experience, when they told me that that was their name, I was like, yeah, yeah, right, dude. No fucking way. He was like, nah, they're really called the Viking experience now. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Right, right. And I, no, that's just... when, when they first said it, I thought they were going to say, all right, because they, they said something like, get ready for the Viking experience. And I thought it was going to be like, that was going to be the tagline or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Which was still guys. stupid, but at least it would have been a little bit more, you know. And again, I think we all can have the conversation like adults where we can say we could understand why somebody, a higher up with WWE might have said, we don't want to bring up somebody whose name involves war. We just don't want to do that anymore. We don't that want that to be our company. But there would be two, a two, you know, like a, a two level response to that. The first being, okay, why didn't you think about that when you moved them to NXT? Yes. Like, like that, you could. You, you thought about it enough to change their name from War Machine, right? But you didn't decide then that that would that like at some point we might want to call them up to the main roster and we might want to be a little forward thinking about why, that. Why not? Why not even just like Viking Machine? Like that's better. It's that it's better than Viking Experience. I don't. It's not good, but it's better than Viking Experience. The word Experience, experience is the, the Raiders. Worst part of it. I mean, you couldn't do the Raiders because of Oakland. But yeah, yeah. That probably, that probably won't work. And, yeah. we, and the worst part about this is, we all know there's only one experience in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> the Patrick Clark experience. Yes, that's right. That's right. There is one experience, okay? Yeah. I, I Actually, you know what? Not the more I think about it, Viking Raiders don't sound that bad. I guess there might be a difficult play because it's two NFL team names. So, like, that might be a tricky thing. But Viking Raiders actually is not the worst name I've ever heard. Um, Anything's better than the Viking experience. Yes, I do agree that anything's better than the Viking experience. The Rams Cardinals. Yeah, they call them the Rams Cardinals. <laughs> oh, my God. Two teams that used to play in St. Louis. Let's do that. You don't have a football team, but we took both your names and made them. The St. Louis experience. Team. I like that. All right. Um, that overshadowed, of course, uh, the fact that there was a lot happening. A lot happening. Um, I guess let's try to start with everything that happened going to Raw this week, and then maybe in segment two we'll try to talk about everything that happened going to SmackDown. 
Um, going to Raw, I I think the one that like it gets lost again. This isn't this is how bad the 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 Viking experience thing is. The Miz going to Raw is amazing, and yet yes. you almost forgot it happened because it was so close to when this debacle occurred. Like at least by the end of the night when AJ Styles showed up, like you had separated yourself by a couple of hours and you were maybe more prepared for like there to be a big moment. But Jesus Christ, at the end of the night, I had almost forgotten The Miz was on Raw because I was still so flabbergasted about the fucking Viking experience. I want you all to understand that this is definitely going to all end up being a work and everybody's going to be on everything. Oh, but you've been convinced of that for a while. You just think that none of this matters. I think that they're doing this to show, like, Roman Reigns is supposedly supposed to be on SmackDown. You telling me Roman Reigns is not about to be on Raw? Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, right. Um, but you think that, like, when? When's your time frame for that? I think he's going to be on Raw this week. <laughs> okay. The fuck? Okay. Roman Reigns is going to be on Raw this week. Um, I, I, I think they're using this as a way to say that they're also going to be on these other shows. I honestly think that's the bit. I, don't, I think you're wrong about that. I, I definitely don't think he's going to be on this week. No. Look, I mean, I, mean, I, think, I think they're going to do what they've always done, which is, like, when it... When it's Survivor Series time, Roman's going to be on Raw and SmackDown. When it suits them, you know, if Brock Lesnar comes back or something and it suits them for Roman to be on Raw, they'll make up some bullshit about him being a free agent like they did with John Cena. Um, I still think they want a somewhat organized um, baseline, but they still are going to do whatever the hell they want, to your point. Well, I mean, and I but, think that your point, I think we, we've we've danced around this for the last few weeks and screamed about it. Just so we're all clear, that, that there's, a, there's like a sealed shot saga this weekend, right? Yes. Yes. And, and and coming out of that, Roman Reigns ain't going to be on Raw? Okay. No. I will bet you money he won't be on Raw. Ooh, oh, ooh, I like this. Yeah, let's go. AJ always wants to bet everybody. I, I know. Will, How much see, what's, we talking? Well, I'm trying to figure out what I can afford to lose in case I'm wrong. Because <laughs> I also don't think I know everything, and I can always be wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's why most of us don't bet. <laughs> why don't we just say like twenty bucks just to be just All to right. be twenty bucks easy as twenty bucks I ever it's made. The, there okay, we go. there right. we go. Roman Legit Reigns has to be on now Raw to be clear. Week. To be clear, he has to come out yeah. into the arena on Raw. No, he can be in a backstage segment and he'll no. still be on Raw. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. A backstage yes, segment. If he's supposed to be in the arena, it can't be like footage from the night before. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like if if like if um the Miz comes up and talks to him or something. Sure, that counts. Yeah. But if, if it's something about the Shield thing from Sunday, see, yeah. my point would be even if he's on Raw, that would be an excuse for him not to be on Raw that week because they would show the footage from the thing the night before. Right, so they, technically they were able to get him on the show. I understand what yeah. you're saying. Right, so let's let's see what happens. I don't mind losing 20 bucks there to go. my good man, AJ. Uh, look, well, boy, look at you. I wouldn't wow. even say that. Jesus. Easiest 20 bucks I ever made. Um, I, there's there's twofold to this. One, I, the, the moment they did this the first time, we all sat here and said, this is the way this works. The fact that they've actually gone this long without and there's a reason why we make the joke that we make about survivor series right like we make that joke because it's fucking hilarious that they say it because it's so absurd them trying to sell the notion of it's the one time all year that raw faces smackdown like that's why it, it is the one time of year except for when roman's on raw this week except <laughs> and all of the other times and literally every other time when and raw money faces, in the bank and, and like and, literally yeah. every raw and smackdown for the last couple of weeks right like other than all of those times then yeah last couple of months more like yeah that's yes. actually fairly true as well especially with becky lynch um oh god yeah it's literally been the last two months correct i mean like that's the reality 
reality. The reality is that's why we make the joke because it's an absurdity for them to say that because they've always done this for forever. Um, so I hear you and I get it, but I, you know, I probably lean towards where Brandon is. If like I, gun to my head, first of all, why it's unnecessary. Please don't put a gun to my head over this type of topic. But secondarily, yeah, like I mean, if if I had to bet, I would probably bet that no, for this week they probably wouldn't want to have Roman on Raw because they want to make it a big deal that he's on SmackDown. So they want to try to oversell that and make people tune in for SmackDown. Although, you know, I I, I don't I also don't know how much they're worried about rating. I don't I really that's a really weird thing. Like, I don't know how much they're concerned about the ratings topic right now. Like, I, when you get a billion dollars for your TV programming, I I as I said before, I kind of wonder if you just sort of say, you know what, fuck the ratings, <laughs> like. Well, I think what it tells you is they know a hell of a lot more about the ratings than we do. Because like, Fox wouldn't pay a billion dollars for a right. shittily, shittily rated program. Right. Correct. Um, Correct. I think they know they can see all the analytics of the DVR stuff, the streaming numbers. And in my opinion, I think that we'd see a much different picture if we could see all that stuff combined and, and i would also say that the social media numbers are also really like the fact that like yes that they can the go, social media numbers are the most important numbers right correct that they can go back and say hey you know the, the fucking ratings are what they are but on monday night there's nothing that's being discussed more than wwe raw is that which shows, would suggest that more people are watching it than we think are exactly right based so. off of those ratings that for some reason these fucking 50 year old wrestling reporters think matter so right right but, all right. Um, what else? 50, what else? Fifty-year-old wrestling reporters and Aaron. <laughs> hey, I was the one who said, who said clearly they're paying for something. I don't know what, but they're paying for something. So I was getting out of the ratings game. Um, real quick, what what else as far as going from SmackDown to Raw? Uh, Andrade's cool. I agree. I, I like. I, I actually thought that was a good call as well. Um, El Idolo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, the, you know, it's wonderful. By the way, uh, AJ Styles is significant. Yes, obviously. And if you were going to put Roman the other way, you had to send something back equally significant, which is AJ Styles, basically. I like how they walked back on Lars. Uh, no, the equally significant thing is the Miz. Nobody cares about AJ Styles. <laughs> I, I like how they walked back <laughs> on Lars. For, for USA, honestly, for USA, it probably, like, they wanted know, to that, keep with Miz. I, I would and say Mrs. that as a joke, but I actually kind of meant it because. They're gonna move, you know. They're gonna move Miz and Misses to Mondays. Now. It's a. This yeah. is a. I. You know. I don't know if they do that only because of the eleven o'clock versus ten o'clock thing. I think they want uh, that show true, at ten o'clock. True, yeah. Um, but but Miz and Misses is very important to USA. They're gonna put Miz and Yeah. They put Miz and Misses on at like eight p.m. on Tuesdays when uh, when uh, Fox gets SmackDown. I, I mean, I could see them doing something like that. Sure. Yeah. I mean that. I, I, I don't know. I think that they try to do 10 o'clock for original programming in general on USA, but I, I'm not going to try to pretend like I'm an expert on that right now. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, there's an argument, by the way, be, that's bigger than that, that, like, in the pop culture world, who's more significant than Miz or AJ Styles? Miz. Correct. So, like, that, you know, as, as, as tongue-in-cheek as AJ was being, the truth is that, like, in big-picture world, there you might argue that the Miz is more important than AJ Styles. And... The Miz is more significant. And again, as I said, and every single one of us, every single one of us would die on the hill saying Miz is a bigger than AJ Styles too, right? A what? What? Yeah, I said. I said every one of us would die on the hill that says Miz is a better worker than AJ oh, Styles. Oh, of course, too. yeah, oh, absolutely, no on. doubt about that. <laughs> no, one thousand, one thousand percent. Um, 
Usos are there to yeah. establish the tag division, which yeah. is much, much needed. Much needed, no question about Ricochet that. Ricochet and Aleister Black, who they're still... Are who, they, who, they, the... who they added the Yosemite Sam little sound effect to. Oh, I didn't even notice Ricochet. that. I didn't even oh, notice yeah, they, that. Oh, yeah, they did the, the pew, 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 oh, pew no, before they Ricochet. Did no, they oh, you didn't, you didn't hear that? Well, that's it got covered up by the Viking experience. It was like a bullet ricocheting sound. Oh, no. I know everyone was complaining about the coffin... Uh, yeah, no, creek, they, they also, I heard they, that for weeks. Yeah, that was for weeks. This week they added the little bullet ricocheting like it was your Sam D. Sam firing into a pot. That is awful. It was really bad. <laughs> why Dude. did they get rid of the, why did they get rid so of the lasers? Laugh. That was so cool. Because they had to add the Yosemite Sam sound. Oh, God. God. <laughs> I would, Dude, you know what? So Maybe, I think right I've now. actually taken, I've actually changed my mind. The Viking experience thing might have been smart because it fucking wagged the dog a bit for me to not notice that. I'm not nearly as angry as I should have been about that because I was so caught up in the Viking experience thing. Go, go back and watch it. It's, it's, I, I was making all those jokes until the Viking experience showed up, and then I stopped making those jokes. Man, I can't believe Listen, I didn't notice did they, that. Did they walk, am, am I crazy or did they walk back Lars Sullivan? Did they say he was on Raw the they night before? They might have. They put his no, they, face I don't up think, in the picture I'll, with all the I was going to say, did, was he on the, the graphic or did they just say Lars? I, c- I couldn't swear, remember. Here's, so... I could be wrong, obviously, but here's what my mind was. When the segment happened, I was like, oh, does this mean he's on Raw or is he just going to beat someone up tomorrow? And then when they did the recap, his picture was in it. And so I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. If they're pushing him hard, they'll want him on Raw. Then when he showed up the next day, I was like, okay, is this just to like further his momentum from the beat someone else up? It's because everybody's on every show. (laughs) And and just so we're all on the same page here, uh, Lars Sullivan found a way to be on the Raw roster and make it to SmackDown. You think Roman Reigns <laughs> is going to be He's on SmackDown now. Don't, don't yeah. you love how they're all of a sudden emphasizing the last name? Like, everybody else, they're dropping the last name, but them, it's like, Lars Sullivan. Well, you need to, and you might be confused. You might have, they, you might have thought it was Lars from Metallica. I can't wait for Ricochet to just be Rico. <laughs> you know what, it's Lar- Lars is going to end up being Sully. Oh. It's funny that you say that, uh, AJ, because sometimes the announcer kind of gets stuck on that part of his name so it's like Rico Shea. i mean they could do it it wouldn't surprise me one it's bit if they rick did O'Shea, the drunken yes, irishman that's right rick alistair black is a vampire mcbloodsucker or something <sighs> um, the hot topic experience um the, no the demon experience the demon experience god oh god all right i, I need to take this moment I, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's not going to be about Lacey Evans. I'm sure it's going to have nothing to do with Lacey Evans. <laughs> so let me ask you a question: Who is the number one heel in the women's roster right now? I believe. You mean, I mean, I mean Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. Yeah, that's that's the. What, on the raw, first of all, the women's raw roster being the number one heel there. I don't yeah, know what that means right now. Yeah, it's not. Um, I mean, look, they're obviously they're doing something there. I mean, there's no doubt. I hope that it leads to. When I, again, that is why I go back to where I say I hope it does, but I don't know if I hope it does because I don't know if I actually. Yeah, hope it leads to something like a fucking world title match. Right. No, that's what she has. But having a world title match at the pay per view in the spring when they're trying to push it to the next one is is nice. It's more than what Emelina did, which is what you compared her character to. Again, you keep going back to this. Also, by the way, you're 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 missing over the part where. There's any world in which Becky Lynch doesn't win that match, right? Or, or it's a schmaz and she beats the fuck out of her and leaves her laying in the outside of the ring. 
I guess here's the question. What is Lacey Evans' play in July? I don't know. July party on a boat. I mean, it's not the worst thing to be. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look, I I don't know either, and that's why I'll keep going back to all the same things that I keep saying. Um, If I'm assuming, again, I'm going to do the bit where I'm going to say I want – as of two months ago, I wanted well for Lacey Evans because I didn't have any fears that she was a homophobe. So I'm going to work under that assumption for a second. If if I want what's west for Lacey Evans, I'm encouraged by it because it is something. And to Brandon, to your point, there have been plenty of people that never got their something. And so there's something there. And that's a good, positive thing. So I'll give that a thumbs and up. And that's something. Right. To Aaron's point, yeah, this, this thing alone – Getting a match in what's a weird t- like this really is a weird time right now coming out of this Ronda thing for the and with sort of the question that's surrounding Sasha Banks at the moment, it's sort of a weird time particularly for the Raw women's roster. I don't know where you're going moving forward. I don't know that today I would say that I think Lacey Evans is like their focal point that they're going to make her the star for the next six months. I know AJ has made that argument before that 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 she could be. And maybe that's the be, case. She will Charlotte, be. She's military Charlotte. Well, it, I, it's like it's like Becky said. It, it says she's from Carolina. She wonders if Lacey's mom uh, met Ric Flair at some point. I I, yeah. I I keep going with that. By the way, I would absolutely. Oh, the Twitter feud that. has been Woo! unbelievable. I would keep going. Yeah, plank. The, the whole Twitter feud has been great. Um, I thought she held her own on the microphone. I thought she looked pretty good in the ring. I think. There's something weird going on here where they're she, where they're basically saying that Becky is defending the title separately, um, because they sense. have they have the people on Raw saying I'm coming for the Raw title, they have the people on SmackDown saying I'm coming for the SmackDown title. So in a very great double DLC, duty, Bex. Correct, but that would lend itself to maybe a Lacey Evans win because. That's she has how to you defend keep... on SmackDown first. She gets tired. Lacey jumps her from behind after the first match and gets the cheap win. Right. So, which show do you think? Could work. Which which show right now do you think more needs Becky Lynch? Raw, and it's not even close. And that's sort of yeah. the, that's the only issue I have with that, right? Like I, well, I no, because they can feud for the next three months. But then or she would be staying on SmackDown and still doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, why would the SmackDown Women's Champion just be staying on Raw at that point? Well, or she could lose both. And that's that'll go back to right. That's that'll go back to AJ's point, which is that just anybody can be on any show, and that's the way that it is. And to some extent, sure, fine, they could do that, right? Like they could do anything. Um, But I would, I would agree. If you're going to have her drop one of the two belts, it would make more sense for her to drop the SmackDown belt and be the star on Raw and kind of be the focal point of the women's division on Raw for a while. Um, and it sort of hinges on what Sasha does, right? I, and Ronda. Sasha and Ronda. Because right now, I, I mean, I don't... I think you have to delete the tag teams, and when you delete the tag teams, the women's rosters aren't that different. It looks stronger on SmackDown because of the tag teams. Well, but not but all the tag teams... if you realize they're all tag teams... But, that, but like, they can't all be going for the same thing at once. You know what I mean? Like, they can, they can exist... They're making a clear definition of some of these people that they're tag teams. Like... They made it clear that Oscar and Kyrie Sane are a tag team, and they have a manager for now. But in two Which months, which is ridiculous because why are we not getting the goddamn Sky Pirates? Yes, we'll get to, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll in a get that too. in a second. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. I'm with you. No, and it makes you wonder if there isn't already like a written if if they if their intention has been 
that Sasha Banks is supposed to be a star on Raw, that does even the scale a little bit. And I hear what you're saying about that some of them, when you look over on that, but like, for example, they introduced Bailey and kind of made it look like Bailey was in it, but there's Bailey's not in a tag team on SmackDown. They just sort of no, pair. No, she's a singles person right, now. They, they, they made that clear for, for the purpose of Tuesday night. They just sort of but, paired but, her but off. But then they put her in a tag team. Right, like that. But that was just them pairing her off. So Bailey's right. there as a potential star. There's others that are there. Ember Moon's there to be a singles performer on SmackDown. They've got yes. singles performers that go beyond that. And not all of the tag teams can be operating at one time. There's only one the, the room for one match on every pay-per-view at most. Okay, so, but Raw has Alexa Bliss, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Natalia, Nia Jax, Ruby uh, Riot. No, Nia Jax, they don't have her for the next year. Oh, well, she's hurt. I'm just saying she this tore is who's both on the, of her ACLs. I'm saying this is who's on dude. I'm just saying this is who's on the roster. Right, but no, but we're talking about what to do with Becky, and so you do have to keep that in mind when you're trying to paint the picture of where you think that Becky is a better service. Like if you Nia Jax isn't there. You How can't. the fuck does she tear both her ACLs? Skill. <laughs> I mean, like, you got to try, man. Like, you know, if you're going to be in it. The only time I've ever seen somebody do something like that is like a car accident. Uh, like, what, what it, is, it's amazing. I actually don't know what the story is. What is the story on Nia Jax? I, I, I know it was in. I'm pretty sure it was in a match. I think. Actually, you know what? I don't know. I'll be honest. Yeah. I don't remember I don't, the exact story, but we do know it's, it's both ACLs. Yeah, that's not. You're not coming back like, from that. Quick. She, she's not back before for a year. Like we're talking about a year here. And also considering, you know, because of her size, clearly it's not it's not yeah. quite yeah. When you're bigger, them knees is different. Yeah. Like legitimately there I mean, there's a chance it's a career ender. It's a chance. Yeah. Not definitely. I mean, right. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it, but I, I hear you. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, two, it, two ACLs is no joke. Right. No doubt about that. Um I look, I'm not trying to say there's nobody on Raw, and let me make that clear. I'm not suggesting there's nobody on Raw. It felt coming out of this week is though if you're going to do one or the other the place for her is on raw but if they've got i, I do think that sasha banks plays a huge huge role in that and it's aaron's point and ronda ronda by the right. way is on the banner for raw yes that's interesting <laughs> it's not that's interesting that's all i can say about that that's interesting i'll leave it at that uh anything else from smackdown to raw that we need to cover um right um i actually honestly, you mean from got- raw I honestly have to hit the road, fellas. I got a big show tomorrow that I still got to put Okay, uh, real quick before you do that, ask the question then. Uh, who had the best match in WWE this week? I didn't see NXT yet. Is, mm. there, is there anything? I've heard there's, I haven't seen it. I've heard there's a very good match on there. Velveteen Dream versus Buddy Murphy. Yeah. There's also a very good match on 205 Live. Ooh. Cedric and Oni Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. I actually watched that because you were tweeting about it. Actually, oh, shit. You know what? I, and again, I don't have the benefit of having seen the, the Velveteen Dream Buddy Murphy match. But if I had to vote for one, I would absolutely vote for the Oni Lorcan Buddy Murphy match. Yeah, sorry, my, my heart Lurk, wants to Buddy give it to Luke Harper one more Cedric time because he had a really good match with Dominic uh, Dijakovic. Oh, that, that was aired. the Worlds Collide, yeah. So, like, just just for, you know... One last time, I wouldn't mind giving it to him, but as far as what the best match was, it would probably be Cedric o- Oni. I can live with that. All right, all right, I'll update the standings. Very good. AJ, get the plugs in. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410 We got a big SCW show t- uh, this weekend, Friday, 419. We're going to be partying for 420 afterwards, so it'll be a great time. Um, there's going to be a lot uh that you need to check out on my social media this weekend as i am doing my frank style friday on the number one song in the world old town road 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Hey, you know what? Before you leave, I was sent something. I, you know what? I was going to do this in segment two, but so that AJ's here. I was sent something legit by a random emailer that said, Glenn, I think you should use this as a rejoiner for jobbing out. Don't listen to it. Just play it. Oh, shit. Um, I'm, Did you listen to it? No, I didn't listen to it, so I'm a little nervous. I guess we can always delete this out if, if we don't like it. So here we go. Let me and you have no idea who the person is Here is, is segment number two coming up. Well, I mean, this is, I, I don't know. I don't know what it says, so I'm just going to, here we go. Here we go. Let's just, let's just see how this goes, and we'll go from there. Hmm? Hi, I'm Ben Nash. You may know huh? me from the single funniest joke in wrestling history, <laughs> which I alone came up with. More like Kurt Kankles, am I right? <laughs> now back to jobbing out. But those guys couldn't possibly come up with anything that funny, especially Glenn Clark. Hey, that son of a bitch! <laughs> ben Best Nash is the goat. Ever. What a fucking dick! Ben Nash is the goat. Kurt Kankles. God, oh, that was great. All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll come back in. Segment number two is next. This is Jobbing Out. The latest edition of Press Box is available now on the cover. David Ginsburg profiles new Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta and how he's risen to this opportunity over the last two decades. Plus, Bo Smolka looks back on the career of former Ravens star Haloti Nada, including his off-the-field impact and his chances of reaching the Hall of Fame. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at Press Box on Online.com. Back in here for segment number two. What an asshole Ben Nash is. D- did you intentionally wait till the one black guy leaves before playing the Seinfeld theme? I thought AJ was a Seinfeld guy for some reason. He is, yeah, but it's also a very okay. white show. Oh, it's well, it couldn't be more white. There's no doubt about yes. that. But I actually thought that AJ was a Seinfeld guy. Wale, yeah, I, I think he is. You know who else is a Seinfeld guy is Wale. So, I mean, like, it's half of go. his identity for Wale is Seinfeld. So, All right, I'm still pissed at Ben, though. Fuck him, man. <laughs> what a dick. All right, uh, back in here, segment number two of Jabbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and Brendan Linton. I didn't even mention in segment number one, we got a great guest this week. As uh, joining us a little bit later on in the program is one Dustin Thomas, a.k.a. No Legs. No Legs will be joining us in segment number three. You saw him at Joey Janela's spring break delivering the greatest 619 in the history of pro wrestling. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Dustin Thomas in segment number three. Uh, he was just announced for StarCast, huh? Yep. You think that could maybe lead to something else? Uh, I guess we'll have to ask him. All right, we'll talk to him about that. Dustin Thomas joins us later. All right, uh, you brought up uh, Luke Harper, so let's talk about it before we get into uh, what happened Raw to SmackDown this week. Um, you know, th- again, this is an interesting case study, right? Like, is WWE just going to keep allowing anyone to r- request a release and let him go? Um they haven't let him go yet, right? Not yet. They, as far as we know, they have not granted it. So it's, you know, we, we talked about this with Ty Dillinger. And again, it's I can make a similar argument with Luke Harper that we made with Ty Dillinger, which is, uh, are they really going to, you know, like, do they really want a guy around that's not happy? Like, do they, we can do the whole thing, but I, like you establish a precedent that just, if you just want to uh, release, you can just have it, you know, like yep. we'll, we'll just go that route. And that's. You know, it's a it's a fine line. It's a fine. Here's the line thing: there is no precedent. 
Because they don't have to give anyone anything. No, they Just don't. Just because they give you one thing doesn't mean they give someone... At I mean, least like, no, no but, precedent for the past two decades but what since I'm, WCW. Right. What I'm saying now is if they do it with these two guys, if you do it with the, the next two guys that ask for releases, right? Like, right. you do it with both Ty Dillinger and Luke Harper, then haven't you now established a precedent? Well, yeah, I mean, and then... And not, then what not, not a forced one. Like, right. establishing, establishing a precedent means you have to do it. Right, like when you establish I mean, like, a precedent legally, in court, that means yeah, like, that that's law. But there's a difference like, between a legal precedent and just well, a... you look like a real dick if let's say they say, okay, Luke Harper, you can go, and then Sasha decides, all right, I've had enough, and sh they say no. Then they, they look like that. real dicks. Sure, they can but they always that. look like real dicks. Did you see yeah. the Don Oliver segment? Well, yeah, I mean, we know that they're dicks. You know, like, that, that part I don't you're think not. It right. matters. I mean, I think we overthink this shit. They, we, we, it doesn't matter what they, what if we think they're assholes or not. It doesn't matter. It depends on who the performer is. Like, obviously, they're giving Dean the fucking royal treatment on the way out. You, they didn't do this for any of these other guys. They're just like, all right, see you later. You know, like, but Dean Ambrose, they're letting have all these big farewells. Right. Like, but it, they literally gave him a big send off at the Barclays when we were there after Raw went off the air, filmed it for the Internet and put it online. I understand so all we can't, that. I understand so, all of that. But, like, if they're I, assuming that people are specifically asking for their release to go to a company that is going to compete against them. And then they do that for a couple of guys, and the next person they say no to, I don't know what that states. I don't know how that affects an entire locker room. I don't know what that does to that performer. I don't. You know my personal opinion on this. I think, honestly, they're signing so many people, and there's so many people in developmental that, like, if there's someone they don't have plans for and they don't think they're going to have plans for them. I don't think it matters to them anymore. I think, you know, and I, again, I think that it was easier to tell that with Ty Dillinger necessarily than it was to tell that with Luke Harper. The last time we saw the, Luke the, Harper the fact on TV, that Luke he Harper was, didn't work in WWE is one going to be one of the all times. How did this well, happen? But again, we're not that far removed from him being a tag team champion that looked dominant and ran through right. an entire tag team division. And for some reason, he's been sitting on the couch for the past. Right. What What yeah. happened when Eric Rowan got hurt and they couldn't fucking figure out something for Luke Harper is un, most certainly yes. on them. I'm not arguing. That's on them how they would fuck up a guy that's both looks the part and works his fucking ass off i'll yes. never understand but we're, i mean we're not talking this is not ty dillinger Luke no Harper. no I, I and i don't mean i just I, I legitimately like when he signed with the company when he when he you know showed up i thought he was gonna be a future world champ um, I don't know. If I, I ever never thought, thought that. I don't know if I thought he was going to be I world he was champ. Six six. Could no, work, I, and could I understand. Talk. I thought he right. had the whole package. I like what he looks like. Like, and, and that that was the one knock against him. But I thought they would, you know, based on everything else going for him, I thought he had it. I I I understand. Like, if you wanted me to say, like, was there a world in which it could have been possible? Yeah, I could have. I could have sure. heard you out. Like, I could have heard that there is a world in which Luke Harper could have possibly moved into that realm. Sure, I'd listen to that. I never assumed that he would be that guy, but I would listen to that argument. And again, I, there's a lot of problems here. Like, it's a fucking problem that you have Luke Harper and you don't know what to do with him. That's 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 not good. That's a really that's bad stupid. thing. Yeah. But, again, this is not... I think we all came back to with Ty Dillinger, sure, just let Ty Dillinger go, right? Like, he never really was supposed to be something... It kind of made sense that you didn't know what you're doing with him. He was a catchphrase, a decent worker, but just kind of a decent worker. Nothing more than that. Fine, let Ty Dillinger go. Like that's fine. But I do think it's a different conversation with Luke Harper, where I, I, he was a guy that was involved with a lot of really big things for a really long time. How the last what is this now? Nine months? Ten months? Twelve months? Are we? How the fuck long has this been um, since Eric Rowan oh. got hurt? 
Uh, was it right seven, before? It, Wrestle- it was. It was SummerSlam. It was. It was like yeah, because they won at WrestleMania. They squashed someone at WrestleMania. Yeah, and and they they won at SummerSlam and then lost the next night. Right. So it's been eight months, right? Like it's been yeah. it's been and not even quite eight months. It's been seven months, right? And like it's eight weird. Months, right? Whatever. whatever, whatever it is, it's been that long. It's weird, and it makes no sense, but again, we're not that far removed from when he was a huge part of the picture. Right. So I do think this is an interesting case. You know, like, I think this is an interesting situation they find themselves in where I don't know that it's as easy for them to sit back and, and do the thing that they could do with Ty Dillinger and say, oh, for fuck's sake, we're going to have to cut somebody at some point. You know, might, might as well cut Ty Dillinger. I think this one would be tougher, but there's the flip side argument of if a guy doesn't want to be there, does it hurt you to force him to stay? Is that, you know, they did it to Neville, like you, or Pac, whatever you want to call him. There, it's a it's a really weird situation to be in. And I, you also have to remember the difference in someone who's a dickhead and someone who's just asking for their release. That's true, too. Neville yeah. was no-showing and walking right. out of shows. Absolutely. He was a complete asshole, and they probably wanted to fuck him over because of that. Right, so they um, treated him like an asshole. But do you just want to let this guy walk over and then show up in, in Vegas and show up on the debut of AEW where, at the moment, he would probably be a pretty big star for them? I think, that, well, that says everything right there. Well, in part, if yes. If he's a big star for them, I don't think they give a fuck. Well, but I think... That I di- says a lot for their company if Luke Harper is a big star. I Again, I think Luke Harper could have been a big star for yeah, WWE. Yeah, I, dis- I do disagree with that a little bit. I would push... I think Luke Harper has it, man. I, I think that he's that guy. I think he's great. I'm saying currently, as stands, without any other packaging or, bo- like, whatever, you know, currently, if you say he walks in tomorrow... And the crowd erupts like he's the second biggest star in the company. I think you're completely wrong about no, that. No, he won't be that. But you know what I think it oh, is? I think it's when Christian went to TNA. You think he's as big as Christian? Not quite as big, but a guy who never got a main event run on WWE. A guy who had a nice tag run, some nice like intercontinental title runs, but was never going to be the guy in WWE. And when he showed up in TNA, Man, I think they elevated him to more juice from from WWE than Luke Harper. Sure, does. I, I, it's not a, it's not a perfect apple to apple comparison. But, like, I think he's a guy who can be a main event player for a company. WWE didn't view him as a main event player for whatever reason, but he absolutely can be a main event player somewhere it's else. It's an interesting— Man, I think he's great. Listen, uh, I, I wanted to see him back on TV. We saw him at Dolph Ziggler's comedy show um, at WrestleMania weekend. I thought, you know, to me, that excited me because I thought that meant he was going to make a big splash on Raw or something like that. He didn't. He fought in the dark match and defeated um, EC3. But got like a pretty good um, face uh, reaction and was acting like a face uh, in that dark match. So that gave me hope that maybe they'd do something with him and then we got this. So like I, I don't want this. I want him to be there. But I don't – I I think we're, we're – sometimes we're blinded by how we value someone versus like what the company thinks of that person. Well, but I, I would – again, and, I think that goes back to the Ty Dillinger thing. I think the company has shown before they like Luke, Luke Harper. And again, I get that you're going to ju- – we're going to juxtapose that with what the fuck happened in the last seven months. And I can't – Exactly. I can't answer to that. I don't have that answer other than it clearly wasn't the plan. They had a plan. They, they fucking shit down their legs after Rowan got hurt. And I don't know that that means they don't think Luke Harper is really good or that they don't think Luke Harper can still be a star as much as it's – our plans got fucked and we never recovered from it. And then six other things happened that we weren't prepared for, like Roman Reigns coming back from. I, I don't. I'm not trying to draw a direct comparison between Roman Reigns and Luke Harper either. Let me make that very clear. 
I, I don't I can't answer to the last seven months with Luke Harper, but it's real different than someone who they never showed anything for. They did have something for Luke Harper. They fucking rolled through the most dominant tag teams of the last five years. Rolled and honestly, through. the window is wide open for them to do that again with Daniel Bryan's mystery injury. Um, you know, apparently Daniel Bryan is hurt, so Rowan's not doing anything right now. I mean, it would it would make all the sense in the world for them to want to do something like that. You know, I I hear you. Um. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, maybe it is as simple as them just saying, fuck it, we it, they do the exact same thing. We're going to have to release somebody at some point because we've taken on all this goddamn talent, and when you do that, you have to have spring cleaning every year. And so instead of having to release you know, uh, whoever it was going to be, we'll just release Luke Harper instead because he doesn't want to be here, and we don't really think of him as a main event type of player. If that's the case, that's the case, and, and that's what it is. But I would compare it more to EC3 where I don't think it's about Luke Harper – I think Luke Harper genuinely can be a star, and not just because he's in AEW where nobody is. I think that any company can make Luke Harper a superstar singles performer because he can fucking work, and he has the size. And I know that the look is unconventional. I I, I think you can always work with that a little bit. I mean, hello, Kane. Of course you can. You know, like, there's always something you can do there. I think Luke Harper could be a star in any company, including the WWE. I think they failed that. So, Well, Luke Harper's biggest problem is Bray Wyatt because they made him a sidekick from the beginning, and I feel like maybe they never could view him past that, yeah. past a tag team guy yeah, or a maybe, sidekick. Maybe. I you mean, know? They, they, right. you know, remember two years ago when he there was that feud with Bray and Orton, he, they interjected him into yeah, it, it was and, he was getting, he, and he was getting ridiculous reactions. Yeah. He was like getting... he he should have been in a triple threat match, and who knows what we're talking about if they you know see this through and have him be in that triple threat match. Yeah, he's he's really good, man. I mean, he's just yeah, a, he's a, great. He checks every box, dude. You know, I again, I get like he's not naturally good looking like Randy Orton is. Fine, like that's the only box that you could you know bring up, and but you can always do something there. So I I don't know, I don't know. Real weird, real weird. It'll be interesting to follow that, and I, it's it's just it's an interesting time. It's an interesting time because there hasn't been. Any place where you felt like, and I get it, like part of the AEW thing, and I, I, I think we phrase this one. I somebody listened, you know, I, I know, again, somebody who's in the business that listens to the show, messaged me on one of the first AEW conversations that we had and said, "What you're forgetting, money wise, is that a lot of these guys don't mind the fact that they don't have, they don't, they're not going to have the option to go do AEW shows on the weekend. AEW is going to let you go do whatever right. shows you want to go do on the weekend. So if you can get." the check from AEW for the TV shows and then combine that with being willing to work some of these other shows, some guys just aren't willing to do it. Some guys don't want to go show up at a fucking flea market. And I get that. You know what I mean? Like when, when you're living a certain life, a lot of people don't feel like ever going back to a flea market or they, they delay it as they, long they, as they, they don't want to travel. They like the fact that they have well, a they're always gonna, schedule, that, but they're always going to have to travel. Some, yes. Like WWE schedules involves an intensive amount of travel, but staying yes. in nice hotels and having like a nice backstage area at every show that you go and, to. And not having to book it yourself. Right. That's a big Correct. Thing. That's absolutely it's part of the work, right? You don't want to have to do any more work. But for certain guys, that's kind of what they're used to and they're not going to mind it. And you're going to be able to make good money, not WWE money, but good money because that blueprint is there and better than anybody could just doing the indie thing. It's better money than anybody was making just doing indies. So you know, for certain guys, it just might be desirable. And I get why, if, if you're Luke Harper, I completely understand. 
If you're Luke Harper and you're sitting there for seven goddamn months and you get through WrestleMania and there still doesn't appear to be anything for you, how, how do you not understand the guy saying at that point, bro, what are we doing? Like, I know my friends over there will hire me. Why am I sitting around waiting for you at this point? I, I, I get it. I get it, yep. man. I completely get it. All right. Um, the Raw to SmackDown stuff. Obviously, the, the big story is Roman Reigns. Um, I, you know, I think I think for the sake of getting him away from Seth Rollins, yeah, it it kind of had to happen. Like it it just I don't think you could have continued with both both Roman and Seth on the same show and hope to keep them both face for some time. And if you want Roman Reigns to stay face, I think this was your only option. And and I think that for SmackDown specifically, they needed some top level faces, particularly you know once you decided to move AJ Styles. Uh, over and, and maybe that wasn't the first thought. Maybe Roman was first right. and then you decide to send it back. But either way, between Roman and Finn, you needed an injection of new top faces in there because outside of the New Day, if we're assuming that Kevin Owens is not a long-term face, which I think we're all assuming at this point, um, you although, need some top faces over there. Although, how great was that this week? <laughs> it was Big wonderful. O. I it mean, was wonderful. Big O is the and greatest I, thing And ever. I think it was even better because we were kind of all expecting it to go the other way. And and it's it it worked like it just worked. It was fun. Kevin Owens having fun was like an awesome thing to see. I, like it never came off somehow. No, as hokey as I know it was, it never came off hokey. No, like, it, it worked perfectly. You know, I don't know if it'll work perfectly for a month. Right. But for Have one week, seen... it was for the it was the absolute perfect thing. Have you seen all the memes of? Uh... McMahon watching the TV with uh, Kevin Owens dancing, and the people have had a little bit of fun with that. I, I did, I did see that. Yeah, there's like a part of the show where right before they're teasing his big announcement or whatever, and he's standing there watching the New Day dance. Right, I, I didn't. It was pretty I, I great. Didn't, I didn't there's, see that. That's really good. I mean, yeah. it's wonderful. It's it, it was perfect. And and by the way, if it means that he's turning next week, it makes it even better because you had a week of this. I will sure. say this, and this is no surprise because this happens every year. SmackDown definitely got fucking raided. Um, they've got Ro- so they got in return Roman Reigns and Finn Balor, and then after that, Elias. How dare you yeah. slight Elias? Yeah, it was I'm the biggest talking about uh, hello. Faces. It was the biggest acquisition in professional wrestling history, Brandon. And show it some respect, please. They obviously did some math here and said, give them two top faces and two top heels. So they gave them Elias and Lars, <laughs> and then they're basically like, give them every fucking tag team. That there is. And every woman. And every woman. <laughs> Which are pretty much tag team people. because Well, except for Ember Moon and Bailey. Um, but, like, you know, such we got such headlines as Apollo Crews is coming to SmackDown. Chad Gable is coming to SmackDown. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm curious about Chad Gable. It, again, he's another one of those guys. There's no reason he shouldn't be not necessarily a main eventer, but, like, a top, top mid-card well, guy. You know another one that now I'm really excited? They're not going to fucking do shit. What I'm really excited about is the fact that, unfortunately, I'm not excited about Sheamus being injured. But Cesaro, Cesaro. yeah, Cesaro made the jump as a solo performer. It does. It is time. It's time for Cesaro to get that opportunity, it's, dude. Yeah. And and honestly, ten ten months ago, no, not ten months ago, maybe like three two years ago, me would slap myself for saying this. Sheamus too, once he's back. Sure, no, we, we, this we were, version yeah. of Sheamus yes. is yes. awesome. 
Yes, agreed. Completely agreed. Now, could they ruin it in three seconds when he comes back? Sure. And make could. him a cartoon character again and the yeah. whole deal, yes. But of course. it's time for Cesaro. I like the little bit. I mean, I don't like the company he's keeping right now just because... Well, I like the company he's keeping, just not what it generally means when he's keeping exactly. that company. <laughs> that's, that's what I meant. Like, when they're like, oh, yeah, go out there with Rusev and Nakamura. Like, like, hypothetically, that should be awesome. That yeah, should all be the amazing guys I love play. that they crush, you know? No pun intended. Right. Um, but, you know, Liv Morgan as a solo performer should be interesting. Um, I don't have much hope for that, honestly. Well, it's interesting because there's no more Riot Squad, I guess is what I'm saying. So, like, so there's she's there. Ruby's on Raw. Sarah's, Sarah's anyway. probably going to join the Viking experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would make a How lot of sense. How can we make this worse? It would make a lot of sense. Like, You're that's right. going to happen. Yeah. I like Aaron's suggestion that John Nord, a.k.a. the yes, Berserker, should have been the manager. <laughs> and if you believe any of the whatever rumors online, that was the other name they were um, tossing around was the Berserkers. And while that's silly, it's so much better it than is, the Punching it is, Experience. It is better. It is better. You're not wrong. Oh, God. Do you think there's so any chance next week their name is different? And yes. It's just like, the Vikings. I, you know what? I think they're gone for a month and then they re-debut. And they're called something different. Yes. I think there's a chance because they read this stuff. You know what I mean? And I know they roll their eyes at people like us, but that was, it was pretty massive. Yeah. Like, anyway, it's, it we was, talked about that enough. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, I just was, I was thinking about it again because I'm looking at the list of people who went to each show and Evar and Eric. Oh, God, it's just gross. <laughs> it's just gross. No, I mean, it's just uh, gross. It's the one interesting thing I thought uh, that they made it a conscious decision to have Vince be the one introducing Elias. I don't think yeah. that's a small thing. No, they made a big deal of Elias for sure, which I should, which they should. Right, Elias is a rock star. Like, yeah. I mean, but, I mean like, if I you think, look I at think the it's... roster, he's the second, you know, one of the two biggest heels, I guess, if you count Randy Orton. I, I keep forgetting there's people that are there that didn't switch shows. Right. So you've got Randy Orton, Lars Sullivan, and him, right? Okay. I mean, who are the other big heels? At the, at I the, mean, depending at, on what's going on with Daniel the, Bryan, and he's it's also, number one right It's the now. Kevin Owens well, right, question. Right. The, Kevin, the Kevin Owens question is the other part of this. because at, And Sami Zayn. But you, is he on SmackDown? I thought Sami Zayn was on Raw. He's on was Raw. He, was, was he only on Raw? I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Sami Zayn's on Raw. Yeah. Okay. Um, so to me, even though this goes against every one of my like uh, gut feelings about, to me this means Owens might stay a face. Maybe, but it also felt like coming out of that they could set up Owens versus Kofi. They could, for... but if you look at who who's who are the other faces? But who who are they going? If it's not Owens Kofi, who is it going forward for the next pay per view or two? They could still fight without him turning full-blown heel. I'm just saying... Well, Roman Reigns is the face. You know, like, yeah. that's a pretty significant looming well, face. I, I, think they're doing, I think they're doing Reigns-Orton going forward. It makes too much sense. Keeps them well, away from the title Reigns, for a little bit. They're obviously doing Reigns-Elias right now. But, um... Yeah. I, I think Reigns-Orton makes so much... Because they really, outside of the one time when Reigns first went off solo, they haven't really interacted at all on the WWE roster. And... I think that they don't want yeah, Reigns to that, be champion right away, so it, it kind of makes sense. That for the would feel like feud. a really big SummerSlam match. Yes, yeah, it would feel like a. Co really... Kofi's already uh, sort of ribbing Reigns on uh, Twitter a little bit when Reigns tweeted about it being his yard, and he tweeted at him with a thinking face. <sighs> that's an awkward. That's an awkward position, they're, right? They're, like, they're not going to do that. Yeah, they can't do that. I, I don't think they can do that. I think they have really... to keep him far away from the title Dude, as long yeah. as Kofi. Can you? 
Can you think of a worse idea than that? Uh, no, not right now. <laughs> naming naming him the Samoan experience—that would be bad too. Yep, that would is be this, really bad. But too. didn't we all talk about this before WrestleMania? We're like, is there any way you could get Roman Reigns boot again? And they're like, have him be the one to beat Kofi for the title. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that would be one way. It would be a, in in LA. Yeah, in that would be really bad. That'd be really bad. Uh, all right, anything else that we need to cover from from one show to the other? Okay, well, AJ obviously hated it. Though, Brendan, I think you kind of liked Asuka I and like Kyrie Asuka. together. I like Asuka and Kyrie, and there's one reason why. I think, now, now, keep in mind, I've got two lines of thinking. I've got what I like and what I like to see, and then I've got the thing that makes me feel a little yucky, which is why I think they did what they did. Um, <laughs> you know, we always joke that we don't think Vince knows the difference between... Um, <laughs> So, so you're saying it's the Japanese experience? Yeah, yeah. yeah it made it made me feel like that um, a little bit. But my personal feeling is I fucking love this team because you've got two big stars. I mean, like Io Shirai is awesome. She's amazing. She's not Asuka. She's not the star that Asuka is. I like the idea of Asuka and Kyrie together as like the kind of like that's a scary team to me. If they let them be what they are, which is like murderers, you know, like. If they made them a heel team, it would be pretty fucking amazing. They're not going to be. I mean, you can't make the pirate princess a heel. No, no, no. I'm just saying, if you think of the scope of what those two people are capable of, of to me, that team is really exciting. Um, Now, we had a great thing in the Sky Pirates, but to me, that means they have more uh, in mind for EO down there in in NXT. EO's EO's beating Shayna. Yeah, I I do have that feeling, and I think we're all going to, you know, we're all going to, I know you guys, Glenn, I don't know how you feel about it. I know Aaron was upset. AJ was upset. I wasn't upset, but I mean, my my thought team, your Uh, rationale is exactly why I'm a little less excited about it is because Asuka is a star. Asuka is a single star. That's, that's partly how I feel too. Yes. But they can get her back there. I think the problem is this is something for her to do because they clearly don't have her in that plan. Uh, which is a problem right and i would agree with like that you know this goes back to what we were talking about with why it was such a problem what they did to her the first time is that asuka deserves better than this but again shinsuke nakamura deserves better than this and literally we just went an entire segment talking about the stars on smackdown and didn't fucking mention his name because he's not a star right now correct and that's the problem to me the problem is that these these two deserve better than what they're getting and you can't help but have some of those feelings creep in which are, oh, he's just, yeah, and I, you hate to say it's Vince because, like, I get it. It's not that, you know, it's not individually that much, but you can't help but think to yourself, Vince is just never going to be able to get a Japanese star right. And, like, literally, this, this goes back to all the things that we always talked about, about the fact that, like, you know, the, the stuff with Kofi was real, that, that there haven't been black champions. There haven't been champions that were not white for the most part. And,. You can't help but when you see what's going on in the last year, you can't help but think that oh, it's just we're not doing this. That 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 Vince is just convinced you can't have a a Japanese star. Like it's just not. Possible. We have to step back a little bit though because Oscar got her moments. She won the title. She won the Royal Rumble. Like she she actually won the title. You know, like she had her time as champion. And there's a lot of people in the roster, and sometimes it's just time to do something else. And then get elevated but, later. But they Nakamura went. Nakamura is a completely different scenario where he was well, just completely. Well, it's I'm, it's more atrocious. Fine, but they also went from literally having Asuka be the one to beat both of your two biggest female stars on the same night to not even being in the singles division anymore within like two months. Right. 
That's that's a pretty precipitous drop. I, and like I'm not I'm not saying it's that she could never get there again, but but then I'm worried if, if they do break that up even relative, you know, within 4 to 6 months then I'm worried about Kyrie. Yeah, sure. You know, well, I, I think they could so I think the problem is they just have too much to work with right now and they don't know what to do with it all. And I, we've been talking about this for weeks. I mean, I think it's like and actually Bruce sort of talks about this in his podcast sometimes. It's like Vince McMahon kind of has a, a really shallow view of the shows where it's like match one and two that he's focused on and who gives a shit what happens to the rest. And you yes. can sort of see that of course. in the show sometimes. You know what I mean? But um, I'm not giving them a pass because of that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying it gets a pass. I'm just saying you can see why it happens. And I think that you've got people, the other people underneath that are trying to salvage some of these people's careers so that that lack of you know, foresight for three months from now doesn't hurt them. And I think that's what this is. It's like Oscar sitting there. Somebody was like, well, let's at least do this. Right. Um, yeah. And, and it's, I think it's, it's better than and I nothing. Think it's, right. it's a lot better than her being sitting there like the past, like she had sure. been. Right. Sure. Again, you know? no, yes, there's no I doubt mean, it's, it's better it's, than nothing. It, I, I agree. But I think yes. we can have, I think we can have a nuanced opinion to say, of course. Better than nothing isn't good. You know, like it's, it's, and it's, and, and I, it's, it's a bigger picture thing. It's a bigger picture issue where when you see the totality of the evidence, you can't help but go back to, are, are you just never going to be okay with having a Japanese star? Are you just going to keep, you know, saying that? And, you know, I, I get it. Like he's got to worry about money and he just might say, I don't feel like I can make money off a Japanese star, unfortunately. And in they America. just signed another one. Well, they they added. Well, you're talking about Kishida. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like to be a star or to be a guy, like Hideo Itami. I don't know. I'm just saying they keep signing these guys and they don't know what the to do. Like, it, it, this has always it, been a problem, right? right? And it, well, but they, it, they sign people just to sign people. Well, it feels like there's a separation. It feels like there's a separation between their scouting system signing one and being given the thumbs up to go ahead out and find talent. And then get it, and that's why you can't help but bring it back to Vince McMahon, and you don't like doing that because again, everybody gets mad and says, "Hey, this isn't always individually Vince McMahon." But it's always individual. It, it comes down to him. That that you can't help but it. You can't help but feel that people, way. And the people that we, I think we probably all agree got, you know, screwed over the most was or the person was probably Hideo Itami, and um, and currently Nakamura. But like we we can't pretend like Johnny Ace went and found these guys like or, or whoever is Triple doing H that. did Tri and put it on TV like they signed their quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. Like like they put the signing on TV and then didn't it wasn't do like Hideo Tommy live in the ring. It, I, it, I, it wasn't. I mean, they sent out a mass text alert when they signed him. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like right. they make a big deal of these guys. So it's like it's not like they're scouting people found some guy and then they didn't know what right. to do with them. It's like. The people who should know what to do with them are the people that are finding these guys, or or at least greenlighting their signing and and making a big well, deal it, on it's TV. Just, it's why we don't like seeing people come up from NXT anymore. It's why we it, we shouldn't feel that way. But honestly, when you see the Viking experience come up, oh, we're going yeah. we're going. Oh God, no! Stay in NXT. We don't want to see people go up, and that's a problem. Right. It it's it is starting to feel like that. It's like it's like if like I think I joked to Aaron like. Johnny Gargano comes up and he's like little Johnny. Yeah, correct. Little Johnny Sunshine or something, you correct. know? Like, it, it is scary. It's like, all relevant. That they're going to ruin some of these people. 
And I think that we were talking about earlier, like, I, you know, obviously I always say I don't think the general audience really knows these people, but enough of them do to give enough people know them to give them a good start. So, like, if they debut them in the right place, the television audience knows this is someone I should pay attention to. Um, and, and I think they have did a really bad job of that the past few times. Like, Look at EC3. Yeah, and then he was just like walking around. I mean, they, he was walking right. around and then got buried. And that's and that's what leads First to us. First match ha- was on main event. It's like, what are you doing? But that's what leads to us having the opinions that we have about Lacey Evans because I, I I've been I this is they've done this to me. They fucking okay, but none of these other guys spoke at the Royal Rumble in the ring for five minutes. Yeah, but right? uh, with all due respect, EC3 has accomplished so much more in his career than Lacey Evans could ever dream of. That like WWE. No, no, no. In, in professional else wrestling, matters. right? I'm not gonna. I, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like I can't do the nothing else matters thing. But that's what they think is what I'm saying. So like, sure. if they're showing you that you can't, you can't just say based off of what EC3 has accomplished. I assume they're gonna do something with him. But you can say if they let some person talk in the middle of the ring for five minutes before the Royal Rumble match, I think they might have some. Plans no, but for I can also person. say that if they run promos for somebody for weeks upon weeks upon weeks, they better have a plan for them. You don't fucking keep sure. doing that for weeks if you just don't have a plan. That's dumb. They, they ran That's stupid. Three months of promos for each C3. I mean, like, the, the, if, if coming out of that, you didn't have a plan. It's the same thing for Sanity. This is what happens. This is why so, I, it was never And it was never a good sign because his promos were clustered with five other people. Well, but Sanity's but, weren't. Sanity, yeah. Sanity's, but, uh, sanity's weren't. Sanity's, yeah, but that's, that's what yeah. happens. When you, get, when you get bit and bit and bit and bit and bit by this shit, you end up working under the assumption that I have no idea. I don't know if they have a plan for anyone. Sure. Because they're just Sanity, bringing Sanity up- got ascensioned, right? It was like the, basically the same no, thing. No, they didn't even get ascensioned. They, they didn't get on TV pretty much. Oh, that's right. They did like one match and then they were off TV for like yeah. two But after weeks of promos, after weeks of promos and this feel that they had something awesome in mind because they're bringing up a whole faction at the same time and factions in professional wrestling are great normally. And they ran great promos. It wasn't just a little, oh, look, here comes Sanity. It was right. the, you know. The full-on deal. Like, yeah. I, you know, and this is where we get. We get to the point where you just suddenly start saying, okay. Prove in, it. Prove in, it right. first, then I'll believe Until it. I we're see doing, it. Uh, we're doing the, uh, God, uh, Eric Young on Raw by himself now. Uh, but, that, I mean, yes. you just, like, at this point, you just assume he's there to be a jobber. Of you course. Know, like, no, but, that's, that's my point. And, right. and the other two guys aren't even listed on the show. Like it's, I think Kill, Kill, Killian's listed. But he, he just wasn't listed in this list. He's not all oh, because he stayed. He, he stayed on SmackDown. Yeah. So when you yeah, the people that stayed are not listed. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. I mean, I I don't know, man. Like this is and this is, but again, these are these are these are multi-layer conversations. We start this conversation with a bigger problem that they have so much talent they don't know what to do with it, and there's a clear problem right now from NXT the main roster that worked for the first for the first handful of folks that made the jump up from NXT the main roster. It was working. I, I guess it was just an era where they needed more talent. And then they kept bringing more people up from NXT, and now we're getting to the point where it's not working, and where the stars of stars on NXT aren't really even filling in the mid card anymore. Like Shinsuke Nakamura is a non-factor on WWE programming, is irrelevant in WWE programming, and was star of stars, shut down an arena with twenty thousand people singing his song, star of star. And nothing, and that's the you know like that's why we're all in the spot. And then it, it obviously it's different. The Oscar conversation is, and you know goes into the Shinsuke Nakamura conversation, which is, boy, we keep struggling to really figure out 
what to do with Asian performers. Like, we yeah. just are completely, it's seemingly unwilling to genuinely turn those people into stars. And I, and honestly, if you shave Kofi off, I mean, like, yeah, correct. That, they have a problem with black performers as well. It's the same yes. exact thing. You know what I mean? Like we, you they can't. all dance or rap or, you know, I mean, right. it's, it's frustrating. Our, our truth got, de- got drafted to the XFL, though, so congratulations for him. Oh, my God. That was so good. I love him. I love him so much. All right, well, that was kind of a bummer for a way to end that. <laughs> that was quite the downer. Oh, NXT, was let's talk about NXT a little bit. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch this week. What mattered? Well, I watched um, last week because I missed it because we were out doing everything and I was getting caught up with work. But there was a backstage segment where they started started teasing the Adam Cole, uh, uh, Roddy Strong stuff yeah, is, that Aaron has been wanting to is, happen. Isn't, didn't Johnny say... Didn't he give give a title shot to Roderick Strong? Yes. Isn't that what's going Ooh, on right love now? Love that. Beautiful. Well, but first, love so that. so the week before, like the week where it was just the matches we saw, um, there was a couple backstage segments they showed, and one of them was like undisputed coming through the curtain, and they're all like, "What happened?" When and like Roddy Strong says something, and Adam Cole is just like, "Leave me alone, especially you." Like to Roderick love Strong. Love it. Love it. I love and, that. And so then I didn't see the whole. I fell asleep watching last uh, last night's episode. But uh, yeah, there was a there was a part where Johnny Gargano gives Roderick Strong the title shot. That's high five, so, high five. I'm so in favor of that. I love it. I love it. Man, I, I, I yeah, I just love it. And what's amazing? What's amazing about all of this, right, is that like they clearly have to plan this. Um, it almost makes you want them to have to tape like eight weeks of Raw at the same time, right? Because it's and then they have almost, to have a plan. Right, because NXT is almost forced to have to. Do. I mean, we always talk about how good they are and great writing, but like they literally have to, right? Yeah, that's, and like, that's part of the reason why professional wrestling shows over the years have wanted to do it that way, right? Like that was, you know, in in, in the you you can't have an injury in the middle of a month long correct story arc. Correct. So I mean, yeah, there's no doubt. Look, nobody's ever tried to say what WWE does in the main roster is easy. It is not easy to do it that way. Yeah. But you know the. It just feels it. I, I. It also feels like you're giving them a pass when you say that. Like we can both recognize that it's not easy, and still say there's little things that you can do better. Yeah. Um. Do we want to talk about Sasha at all before we got before we get to segment three? Yeah, I mean, or? we alluded to it a little bit earlier. We we do have to wrap up because I gotta get out of here. Okay. Um But yeah, I mean, sure. You can it, look. The the Sasha thing. It's weird at this point. I. If if she was really crying on the floor. Like, there's there's a bigger problem there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a bigger issue that I, I can't really speak to. Um, I, you know, I, I've heard the people that are – I've read the people that wanted to make the argument that you appreciate that someone is so much of a wrestling fan that they care that much about it. I guess there's something to be said for that. But yeah. I, at the end of the day, this really does come back to the argument. We ha- we've had the same conversation about Nia Jax. Yeah, it's one thing to to like wield power, but at the end of the day, your job is to be an actor. Your your job is to to carry out the script that you're given. Um, and there is a fine line between like I I understand why Ty Dillinger wants out. I understand why Luke Harper's frustrated. I get all of those things. This seems way over the top from Sasha Banks. This seems yeah, it, way it's over true. The top. Now I think there's also a a conversation to be had that you know. If the plan was to put it on the Iconics the whole time, and if they only and and if they had been promising, you know, Bailey and Sasha a long title reign, and then sprung it on them, that that's bad talent management right there. 
I, I think there is something to be said for that. I don't disagree with that, but I also understand that like you want to keep things under wraps as much as you possibly right. can. Right. I I've I've sort of always been of the belief that and and I you know, we can talk to other people about this, but not telling someone you want to tell as few as people as possible what your plans are. Right. Because this is the world we live in, right? Like Sasha Banks, of course, is going to tell her husband what the plans are. And, like, you know, like, you have to accept that, like, once somebody knows what the plans are, the notion, like, at the highest level of government where lives are on the line, we can't keep this from happening. So, in what world do we think we're going to keep it from happening in, in, the, in professional wrestling? So, I, is, it, is it weird if they just purposely misled them the entire time? Yeah, that's weird. Like, what, why would you do that? But I would have no problem with WWE just saying to everybody, "Hey, look, you're not going to know the re- we're we're going to have you tell work on an entire Bailey, match." Bailey showed up on Monday. Right, right, correct. Because Bailey understands she's got a job to do. Like this is you're you're this is not. I, is it, it? You know what? I'm willing to give the. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky because your money is being made for a cut of T-shirt sales, and you sell more T-shirts, the more relevant you are, and it's it's a really fine line. And in a in a perfect world, maybe it would be a little bit more of a, um, you know, a revenue share, revenue split. Hey, everybody's got to do their job, play their role, the whole thing. But it's not. It, it's just not. Like, that's not the way that it works. So I don't have an easy answer for how to do it. But I don't think the evidence that exists makes Sasha a sympathetic figure here. No, and I think that's part of the reason why Bailey didn't get the kindest reaction on Tuesday. Yep. I agree. It, it's rubbing off on her, unfortunately. I agree. I, I just, I, I think this is a bad, and, and I think somebody would say that, that there's a, an amount of sexism involved. I don't, I don't think that it's that. I think if, I, you know, who's a comparable male performer to Sasha Banks right now? Uh, let's say it was uh, Kevin Owens. Just yeah, I think there. if Kevin Owens acted like this. We would say the same thing, which is, dude, you're on TV. You're you're getting your opportunities. Like you're, you can't look. In, in retrospect, we ripped Shawn Michaels for doing what he did. Yeah, we did. Obviously, we didn't we didn't know it at the time because it wasn't as prevalent. Then. Right. That's a good point. That's a really good I point. I think I think the biggest problem here, and I I checked out for like a couple minutes, so I apologize if you already said this. I think she sees this division passing her by, um, because there's people that are more athletic, more realistic, more. <laughs> Um, I mean, do, that have better matches, and there's so many more of them on the roster now. Um, and I think that she has this self-conscious. I mean, I think WWE is clearly behind her. You know what I mean? And, that's and the, I think that right, that's the issue. They're, they're fine. Like, I mean, I, I think they want her to sit on the bench for a little while and sort of lose to people or or be in the mid card of the women's division. But like I think they're solely behind, they're definitely behind her as one of the main components of it though. Right. So I think it's weird that she I think the only thing I can think of is that this is her looking around and and like I, honestly I agree with her if she thinks this is like oh shit. Because she should think oh shit. You know what I mean? I like know, man. all I, these people should think that. I still they should I, I just think that she's got a good brand. She's got a good she's yes. you know like I I mean honestly in the long run it's better for her. I, you know, getting out of the tag division, I think, is a good thing for her. Now, I can understand that, you know, she's spent the past eight months campaigning for the women's tag titles and being the first champions and being the face of the tag, you know, and, and I understand that. 
but honestly, if she takes a step back and looks looks at this, it's much better for her to be solo on the Raw brand right now, where she is far and away the biggest person yeah. on that brand. She's the biggest baby face on the roster. I mean, right? It, right if, if we're unless, separating, unless well, Becky lands there. right? If we're separating Becky, exactly. And, right. and, and depending on how she comes out from this, yeah, she's is, not going to get a kind reaction. Yeah, it's going to be. It's gonna I'm be saying, but prior to right. this happening, yes. she yes, could have been. She, she should have looked have at been. this as right. like I am top two baby face on Raw at at minimum. Right. If Becky and if Becky's floating, I'm probably the number one most weeks. And if Becky's going to SmackDown, that opens the door. Like, it's, why are they so hung up on the tag titles? Like, it's like, ugh. I mean, I think I think Oscar would be traitor, you know? Right. Look, this is the part we do. Let's give the benefit of the doubt. There, is there something we could possibly not know? Of course. Of course, there's of course. something we might not know, right? Like, is it a, is there some world in which maybe she thought that her husband was being promised an opportunity to wrestle a couple of years ago and never? Uh, never is that a real thing? I. I I don't. I'm not. I'm speculating. I really am. Like I'm. I'm speculating that it's. It's within. I, I mean, for you there. I'm here. Well, I was asking. Aaron, Where'd Aaron go? Yeah, Aaron started a sentence, then disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. But look, I we, we got to wrap up anyway. Um, yeah. You know, like it. It could Hello? there be? Yeah, you're there. You're back now. There he is. Yeah. Okay. Could there be more to the story? Of course, there could be more to the story. Based on what we have, it's unreasonable for someone to lose their mind this much over it. That's in. That's in Sasha's situation. She's not Luke Harper. She's not Ty Dillinger. She's not. They're sympathetic figures because you look at them and say, yeah, you do. I don't know if Ty Dillinger really deserved better, but fine, I get it. Like, he's not on TV at all. Like, you're on TV. You you matter. They have T-shirts for you. Like, you know, you're a real. Our truth doesn't even have a T-shirt. God right. Damn it. You're, you're a real thing. So, I, I don't. I just don't think she can curry any amount of sympathy or any amount of good favor from this, I don't think that we can, you know, I, I'm all for wrestlers having power, and we talked about this with Nia Jax. Nia Jax, you know, used leverage in order to gain power, and you know, good for her for doing that. This doesn't feel like that. This just feels like petulance. This just feels kind of childish, and I don't think it's going to work. All right, I got to get out of here, though, so let's, like, right. let's get to segment number three. When we come back in, Dustin Thomas is going to join us no legs himself. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now, in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. Aaron, uh, while we were in New York, there were a lot of things that people were talking about during the course of WrestleMania weekend, right? Like, obviously, everybody was talking about NXT and the Gargano Champa moment and, and Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston and what a great weekend it was. But there was one thing that all of us were talking about. Um, it was a gif made me super angry that we didn't get to New York in time for the first night of spring break. It really pissed me off when I realized what I had missed. Um, you were the first to find it, and you knew that all of us would flip our minds, and it turns out that's because the entire internet was freaking out over this incredible moment from Joey Janela's spring break. Joining us now is the man who authored the iconic 
No Legs 619. It is a pleasure to welcome in Dustin Thomas to Jobbing Out. Dustin, it is so great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I appreciate that, and thanks for having me. All right. Let's, we need to take a step back. When did you know that you were going to have this type of opportunity? And, like, I, I, this is going to sound so dumb. How the F does this happen is really what I'm asking. <laughs> Uh, um, well, I had a a match in September, free CPW, uh, that was uh, in similar to the match I had at Spring Break, and Joey Janela contacted me to be on Spring Break, uh, like probably soon after that. Uh, did I think it was going to blow up this much? Not, not nearly. Um, I'm glad it did. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, so I knew about that this was going to happen for a long time, uh, so I was pretty prepared for it. All right, let, let's back up even further. C- can you tell us a little bit about your story and, and how you've gotten to this point? Uh, so I did amateur sports assumed through my youth, like amateur wrestling and stuff, and was very successful at that. I've always loved wrestling um, and entertaining, entertainment whatsoever. Um, so... About roughly two years ago, I started training over at ECPW to become a pro wrestler. And uh, so that's kind of where it all started. Uh, I only did a couple matches for them, one televised. That uh, The video actually went viral of me doing a springboard 450. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was found to do spring break. Uh, and then I thought that went wild, but after spring break, I now understand what wild is <laughs> Did, okay so had, was the 619 something that you had done before or was that like this is going to be my biggest you know most marquee opportunity i've got to come with something that no one has literally ever seen before yeah that was uh all of those moves are like my uh, the greatest stuff i've got i was pulling out all the stops uh i felt like this was probably my best chance of getting out there um the 619 something yeah i've been doing for a while uh it's been a trademark of my repertoire so i mean uh i know people like it that always gets a pop so yeah i mean it got the biggest pop of the weekend <laughs> for god's yeah. sakes right holy hell uh, dustin you you know you're in this spot you know it's coming um like what was the first moment that you sensed holy crap this is a really big deal um right after the match that happened before me because uh, it was Janela and uh, Stunt, and they went off. Uh, and that crowd was amazing. And uh, then I knew I was in for something special. Had you worked with Tony before? Just because, I mean, the way that was set up with him going into the crowd, and, you know, obviously most people didn't know you before this weekend, and he, he pulls you out of the wheelchair. We kind of realized something was going on then, but just had you worked with him before, and how was it to work with him? Uh, no, I've never worked with Tony before. I actually met him for the first time that night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, he's great. Like, that was, uh, it was easy to work with him. He does, he's great at what he does. Um, and he, it was, uh, pretty well planned. Uh, it was basically just my greatest hit, so it wasn't anything too difficult. Have you ever done that setup before? Like, where, you know, you've just been a fan in the crowd? Is that, was, like, whose idea was that whole thing? Uh, yeah, I did. I did that at ECPW. Okay. My first 
match. So that was something. It wasn't quite like that. Uh, it was a little different, but ba- basically the same sediment. I mean, uh, uh, Joey Janela basically produced most of that match. So Wow. Wow, that's cool, man. Uh, Dustin Thomas is with us here on Jobbing Out. Uh, okay, so Dustin, you do this. It happens. You have the match. You have the moment. You have the whole deal. After that, when did you start to get a sense for, holy crap, this is going to change my life? Uh, when I had to turn off my phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they sent it out on GCW's uh, Twitter page, I think. I don't know. I'm in the back trying to just, like, rest. Uh, so, And then my phone just starts blowing up. Uh, from, and it hasn't stopped, and it's been almost two weeks now. Uh, so I had to turn my phone off for a little bit, uh, so it didn't freeze. What was the coolest, like, either tweet or, or message that you got from somebody or, like, realized, holy crap, this person knows who I am now? Uh, it was probably that gif that you were talking about. That was, uh, when I saw that of myself, uh, I knew that would be a big thing. And once I saw somebody create that, and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> You're just like I. I think that my cost of getting booked just went up by a couple of zeros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we saw uh, you know kind of piggybacking off of Glenn there. Uh, we saw Cody reach out. We've seen a number. Was there was there a specific wrestler who maybe reached out that you were like, oh man, this is kind of cool. Uh yeah, it was uh, Cody and the uh, Young Bucks. That was uh, a surprise to me. It was crazy. Um, I didn't expect that. Uh, for my second televised match. Uh, so, that yeah, probably the Cody one. That was one that really surprised me. I, we already noticed that this is going to lead to an appearance at StarCast. Like, <clears throat> maybe something bigger than that, perhaps, that weekend? Is that is that maybe a possibility? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's definitely a possibility. Uh, uh, yeah, I would... Uh, Definitely hit, hit, nudge, nudge. Wow. Wow, that's cool. Okay. Um, okay, well, that gets us into the thing that we obviously have to discuss, Dustin. How can you lose a battle royal? How? Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, well, we I was in the uh, clusterfuck. So right. I mean, and I lost that. So uh, it's basically assumed. I mean, it's kind of like tackle rules in football. I mean, it's basically elbows, I would assume. Uh, <laughs> or knees. All right, I guess. But I feel like somebody no, should be able if to... You fi- if you filed a protest, I right. mean, based on precedent here, right. backs don't count. Sure, I mean, if, if I'm going to turn heel or something, sure. Uh, <laughs> I do feel I, like... I mean, I don't know. It does set up, like, for an amazing amount of creative, right? Like, there's got to be a level at which you guys can do something really, really special with that at some point in your career. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I do like the freedom of, like, the ability to change the way people think about the entertainment of what I could do. Right. No doubt about that, man. Yeah, Dustin, okay, so this is the, the nerdy part, right? Like, this is where I'll be a sucker. Okay. What you're doing... There's a level of, like, as, as as humorous it is for a lot of people, there's a level of, holy shit, this is really amazing, what you're doing. Like, I, I couldn't do any of the stuff that you're doing without any of the difficulties that you have to go through on a day-to-day basis. How big of a deal is that to you? That, like, as much as you're just trying to become a professional wrestler, you know there's somebody who's going through some shit that's watching you do this right now, and is like, holy crap, I'm super inspired by what this dude is doing. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I mean, that's kind of not a lot of why I'm doing this. You know, a lot of it's to prove that you can really just do uh, whatever you want if you work hard enough. Uh, and um, I want to take people that are, are, like, having a struggling time and entertain them, for one, and, two, inspire them to do, you know, whatever it is that they enjoy uh, and let them take away from life for a while. It's working. It's working. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go back to when you started and, uh, you know, you just, I guess, showed, did you show up at a wrestling school? And, and what were, you know, obviously there are some struggles. Were there struggles on the other side? Was there any hesitance on the other side to let you start training? and Anything like that? Oh, yeah. I uh, actually, when I started emailing companies, I got some no's, some flat out just no responses. Because uh, I'm originally from the upstate New York area, so ECPW is about two and a half hours away from there. Uh, so I, I had to drive two and a half hours away to start my wrestling career weekly. Wow. Wow. That, Dustin, was was there ever, like, was this always what you wanted to do? Was there ever, like, a moment where you were like, man, this is kind of crazy. Maybe I should, you know, like, have some other goals in mind or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, originally, yeah, I went to college for a few years. But, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so did I too, uh, by the yeah. way, I tried that whole thing. It wasn't for me. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't for me either. I knew this is what I needed to do. And I knew I was going to have to give it a shot regardless of how it turned out. Uh, it went well. Um, so I'm glad that I took the chance and opportunity to do it. But yeah, this is kind of always since I was young, as, as long as I can remember, it was just something I've always loved. It's cool, man. Um, do, do you know Zach Gowan at all? Uh, no, I don't know him at all. Uh, yeah, I've never met him. I mean, obviously it's not the same story as yours, but somebody that maybe, you know, like you, you would like to, I'm, I'm going to guess that there, there could be a shared experience that maybe could help you out at some point if you can create a conversation somehow. Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, it would be great to meet him. I've gotten tons of uh, comparisons to that. I mean, because, you know, you know, the internet is. Uh, <laughs> right. So... You know, you see one, you got to go to the other. Uh, so, yeah, I've seen that a few times. I think he retweeted one of my tweets one time, though. I'm not, I'm pretty sure he did. But uh, either way, yeah, it would be great to uh, meet him and, like, especially the experience he's been through. No question. Getting to the toppest I've... levels of the industry, clearly, right? It's... Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything's moving so quickly for you. As you said, this is your second, you just had your second televised match. You might have your first pay per view match. Like, What's kind of next on your list for you? Uh, I just want to keep doing, be lucky enough to do what I love at the end of the day. It's uh, great to inspire and entertain people. I love what I'm doing. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just want to be able to, you know, make it my uh, career path. Is it for, like, I I joked about the idea that, like, your booking fee was going to go up by a couple zeros, but, like, have you experienced that where, like, now you really are in demand to try to get all over the country in the next couple of months? Yeah. Uh, like I yeah, like I said, when my phone was blowing up, I was getting emails and uh, Twitter DMs and Instagram messages all over the place for indie bookings and, uh, of course, uh, like StarCast. Uh, but, yeah, so I mean, I've got to finish the shows I already set out to do before the spring break, but sure. I also am doing more. As we go, but yeah, my demand has gone way up. Yeah, I can imagine. Are there any places specifically you want to work, or, or people that you really want to get a match in with? 
Uh, I wouldn't say anything very specific. Um, places. Uh, I, I mean, I just want to be like, of course I want to make it to, I mean, like some of the top uh, companies and stuff and be with them and make great entertainment. Uh, right now I'm just riding the uh, the wave, man. It's awesome. Is there is there a flip side to it where you're, okay, this is amazing. Now you need to make sure that you protect the fact that you're a wrestler and you, you want to make sure that people aren't booking you thinking that you're just going to be like a sideshow. Is there some conversation that you have to have with guys or is it more like, dude, I'll do anything to get my, you know, and boy, this is going to be the worst joke of all time, foot in the door. Jesus Christ, I'm going to shoot myself for that one. Um, but, like, you you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, definitely. Uh, I That's something I've always uh, learned. It was something I learned early. It was uh, I wasn't going to be afraid to say no about things um so yeah i'm not just a sideshow i mean this is i'm full-time wrestler i mean this is what i want to do this is what i am doing uh and yeah i've had that conversation with a few promoters already Uh, has have there been any ideas uh that you've said absolutely not to and if you can tell us kind of share what those were uh i don't want to be too specific because uh, this didn't happen too long ago, but, like, I mean, there's been some uh, really just, like, people that think they're, like, creative, and they're, they're just not. Uh, <laughs> and it's stuff I've heard, like, a million times before. And, uh, I mean, there was this, this one guy that, like, you know that, that old joke where you put, like, two guys on top of each other and you have the long jacket? And yeah, stuff? yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, all right, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, ever. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, ruined his chances there because like a lot of people do think they're creative when it's like okay, I've heard that for years now, man. Like, right, right. Like I'm, I don't know. You guys, I'm a professional. Like, yeah, it's it's funny you bring that up because it happens. I, you, dude, Hornswoggle, Dylan Postle has accomplished everything in his career, right? And yep. I like like I had a conversation one time where he's like, yeah, and then they would talk about having me go out in a diaper, and yeah. I'd be like, bro, <laughs> like I'm. I'm an adult man. <laughs> like, what the... Yeah, exactly. Like, I get it. I'm all for entertainment. And I think that you've proven, like, you're, you're totally cool with the entertainment aspect of it. And I think, obviously, what you did coming out of the crowd at, at spring break is proof of that. Like, you're, you're willing to let that play into what you're doing. It's just there's a line. There's a line between, like, using it for entertainment's sake and then just sort of being exploited at that point. Yeah, that's something I'm, I'm carefully staying away from is I don't want to exploit it because like i am doing this to inspire people but not to exploit their situations in any way right right i respect that man that's really that's really cool of you thanks i appreciate um all right so now uh literally what what can top this i guess is the question right like what do you have next in the bag beyond pulling off a 619 like is is there something that you know and i obviously you're not going to tell us because you're going to save it for the moment but do you have something that you know you can do that would be an even more like holy shit moment for Las Vegas, something like that, or is it something you got to go back and work on between now and then? Uh, I mean, I've got a few things that I didn't pull out there, mostly because uh, multiple reasons, I guess. Uh, I didn't. I've never worked with anybody there, uh, especially uh, Tony Depp, and I didn't like. I didn't know like what he was cool with and stuff. I mean, I've got some other tricks in the bag that I was gonna yeah, pull out, uh, but just never got the opportune chance to. So yeah, I've got other stuff in the bag that i've got prepared it's gonna work out for you you're gonna get the opportunity that maybe it's a blessing in disguise that you perhaps didn't get the opportunity to pull them out in new york right like yeah 
You're gonna get that opportunity to kill it, man. Um, dude, it's 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 amazing. Like it's an amazing thing. It's so cool uh, to see get the opportunity and for you to like have that moment. Was there any like bit of you that was nervous at all? Were you like, holy shit, this is this is really a big deal, or, or is it just the fact that you've been doing this for a little while where you were like, nah, I'm I'm good. I was meant for this. Um, I guess a little bit of nervousness. I try not to get nervous. Uh, I think it's kind of a waste of time when you're going into something like this. Uh. Because it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's entertainment, you know, you're doing it for the other people, not really, you're, I mean, you're doing it for yourself, definitely, but it's for other people. I try not to uh, get too nervous about it, uh, and I didn't, I, I had no idea that this would blow up like it has. Um, I thought I already reached pinnacle blowing up the first time I went out yeah. there, but uh, yeah, this is not even expected, so it'd be hard to predict this. You haven't had, like, the first random person on the street recognize you situation yet, have you? Uh, um, no, uh, because, well, I when I re- originally started, I was in uh, my hometown, and everybody knew me there anyway. Yeah, it's a, you're right. So, uh, no, but now that I'm in uh, Colorado, it'll be, uh, if I, when somebody comes up to me, I know that'll be like, all right, now it's... Right, right, like, holy shit, it's happened. All right, because of your Twitter bio, give me uh, uh, best whiskey. Give me, like, you got a Friday night yeah, where you don't have a show. You can just sit around and enjoy. Give me a preferred whiskey for the evening. Uh, I mean, clearly a Jack Daniels is, like, a go-to for anybody because that's just delicious. But actually one I really enjoy uh, is Buffalo Trace. Oh, my uh, God. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh. All right, so I had a, a night with Buffalo Trace and Angel's Envy Rye. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Like, it's that night where, and this is the, the sun. Dude, yeah, it was a great night. This is a real, oh, my God. We went to, I, I think we went to see, like, David Tell or somebody like that. And okay. at the comedy club near us, there's a little whiskey bar right on the side of the club. And, you know, like, they knew I'm a radio host or whatever. They kept giving me, you know, they like, dude, you're, you know, your tab's on us and I don't worry about it. I was like, hey, I appreciate that. And they, they kept, like, feeding me. And th- when you drink a good whiskey, you know this, you don't feel it. Like, oh, yeah. you don't know, it, it's just going down so goddamn smooth that you're like, I'll drink 50 of these, right? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. no problem. Until you walk out of the club and think you're going to get into a car. <laughs> and then you say, oh, shit, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> I, stand up. Right, right. I'm going to need to uh, call the $80 Uber home <laughs> because... For I, sure. I had about 20 of those Angels uh, uh, Envy Rise, and holy shit, they were great, but they messed me up, man. Uh, <laughs> you haven't tried Connors yet, have you? Uh, no, I haven't. Everybody says it's good, but I'm just, I'm very leery of that. Like, it's it's relatively good. It's slightly better than Jameson. Okay, all right, all right. I'll it live with it that. seems like it's going to go, like, really mainstream, which is hard, because, you know, they probably don't take as much time into it, but, that's, I mean, I still haven't tried it yet. That's what I'm saying. All right, I, yeah, I don't want to disparage it. I have no I have no uh, knowledge, but I'm... My, sure, it could be the best. Your gut is exactly where my gut was. All right, Dustin, what can we plug for you, man? Social media-wise, T-shirts, website, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I've got all Instagram. My Twitter uh, is We All Can't Be Me. Uh... Instagram, Dustin Thomas Pro Wrestling, and then my Facebook page is also the same, Dustin Thomas Pro Wrestling. Uh, got some shows coming up for GCW. Uh, I'll be at Sarcast in May. Uh, so, and one in Vessel, New York. So, that's uh, all the ones I can announce at this point. So Awesome, man. 
Uh, Dustin, seriously, dude, congratulations, man. It's unbelievable to watch what's happened, and it, it's incredibly entertaining, so we're thrilled for you, and we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me as well. Very cool. Thank you to Dustin Thomas for joining us as, uh, man, what a, you know, it's, it's that mix of, like, we, we're entertained by it, but we also know, like, we need to be entertained because it's amazing, not because we're, like, laughing at him. And that's the really important part about it. And um, I thought Dustin was really open about that. And um, yeah, the trench coat bit, that's kind of low rent. <laughs> like that, yeah, just a little That's bit. a little low rent. You can't do that shit. Like, that's not okay. But uh, appreciate him joining us. All right, uh, Brandon's jumped back in uh, after that. Good to have him back. Let's go through some things that happened uh, during the course of the week that we haven't had an opportunity to really spend as much time chatting about. Um, uh, you know, I guess let's start with, um, I, I, there's no, like, I guess because he's going to StarCast, we should start with the AEW news, right? So there's a little bit more that we know about. When is the Jacksonville card, Aaron? Uh, that is July 13th okay. in Jacksonville. Okay, so this is their second event. Yes. Um, they'll do the event in Vegas Memorial Day weekend, and then they do this event, which is like for the troops, right, or something like that. I think it's for. Um, I don't know if it's for the troops or uh, the, 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 the. You know, there was the the shooting in Jacksonville at like the arcade or whatever. So I think it's oh, towards gun violence oh, and stuff oh, like for that the, for the Madden tournament. Right, right, right. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we know a couple of matches for that card. Yes, yes, we do. Um. We know that Kenny Omega is facing Shima. We know that Shima, who was just kind of, per, you know, he had tied in with a partnership with, um, I'm blanking on the name of the company now, but the Chinese company, he was part, he's a big part of it, so he was tied in with the partnership. He now officially has a contract with AEW. So it'll be Kenny Omega versus Shima, and it'll be Brandy versus Ally. Those are the first two matches announced. Uh, AEW also announced they're going to be doing something with the CEO gaming tournament. They did it last year. Okay. Um, and they're doing oh, it as yeah. well this year, and they made a great. Uh, they're calling it Fighter Fest, and they made a great like Fire Fest parody video. So no, that's pretty, pretty good. awesome. That's pretty good. Uh, do, do we? How much of the card for Double or Nothing do we know? Uh, pretty much the same stuff we knew a month ago, or okay. you know, two months ago, or whatever. They haven't announced a whole lot of new. They keep putting out the um the road to Double or Nothing videos, and those are releasing a little bit more, a little bit more. But usually those are kind of. People they're signing, people they're adding to the Battle Royal at the beginning of the night. Okay. But yeah, pretty no new matches as far as the official one-on-ones. Though they keep teasing Goldust against Cody. I don't know if that's I mean, going to happen or not. I mean, but that's where, that you know, Cody has a surprise opponent and they're teasing that it's Goldust. And in fairness, like if you're Goldust and you want to retire, then it's a pretty good way to, to go out, right? Like that's a... If that's really it, and I think that's the assumption that most people have made of late, is that Goldust is preparing to retire. I know he's going to be in town this weekend with MCW. Um, if you're if you're preparing for your retirement, then why not go out with a match against your brother at you know this event? Now, if this is Goldust's way of wanting to get like a run on on AEW for a while, I would be a, I would be opposed to that. Not because I don't like Goldust, but again, I think it goes back to what we're talking about. If you're trying to not be WCW. Then, then don't go that route. Don't just go the route of, you know, 50-year-olds can come here to get one more run and make a little bit more money. And even if it's family, even if it's somebody that we all like, and we all like Goldust, 
I, I just don't think that's the direction that you should go as a company in your first year. I mean, I'm cool with him having one more match and giving him sort of that moment and everybody kind of recognizing it, but I think that would be a poor decision for it to lead to him having like a one-year run in AEW because that's how he wants to wrap up his career. Yeah, agreed. You know, we've, we've been talking about how they have to be careful not to, you know, while the company is around Cody and the Bucks and Kenny, it can't just be them booking their friends and family and pushing them right. to the top. Right. That's like some... they, they have to make a constant, even if they deserve it, they have to make a concentrated effort to make sure it's not that. Yeah, that's tricky too, man. Like that is tricky because, you know, they're friends with a lot of people, right? Right. <laughs> Um, so that, that's a, that's a tough thing to do, but no, I, I, that smells like Hulk Hogan TNA, you know, like it smells Hulk Hogan TNA or, or dusty. Like it goes back right. to dusty. Right. Correct. Like that, it just doesn't work that way. You, you can't, that can't be the, the genesis of your company. Um, even again, like I, I keep saying, this is not a knock on gold dust. We all like gold dust, right? Like, I mean, we're all, everybody loves gold dust. Dude's been, he, he, he can still go. Yes, fact. I agreed entirely. But that's not how you launch a company is by saying, well, if your last name's Runnels, you're going to be a star here. And you know, it's just a bad idea. Um, but again, I'm not opposed to the, the one match thing. Like, I, I actually kind of dig that and think that's a cool kind of moment if that's his retirement match. If that's the, hey, this is how I want to go out. Um, it, it gives me that moment. It's a big moment on a card that's going to be a, a televised card. That's what I wanted thumbs up yeah even if it's not officially a retirement match with just a you know what like, they never got to do that remember they had that big build leading up to well, the gold 31 Stardust, or right, yeah. 32 or whatever and then just kind of blew it up they never had that huge one-on-one match so it, it would be cool to see even if it's not an official retirement as long as it's you know this is my match now i'm going to do you know oh, show right, up here and there on the indies okay right sure i'm not saying that he could never wrestle another match like he could come to mcw and wrestle another match i mean more right. like this is my last big, you know, like televised yes. match. That type of. That's, I'm leaving and, WWE. When, when I, I say retirement match, and then I, I go do my thing. Nobody's gonna be angry at Goldust for showing up at a farm center, like we would be angry at, um, you know, Shawn Michaels for showing up in Saudi Arabia and ruining his retirement. I mean, right. obviously, he would never do that. Of course, um, that's what it is. All right. Um, so, uh, Brandon, how much more do we know about uh, this event they're doing on Sunday night? So all we know is that I believe it starts at a weird time, like 9.30 or something like that. Um, I'll double check that right now. Yeah, I I think that's right. It sounds like they're just like basically when they have intermission, they're going to start rolling. Yeah, so at 9.30, the only thing that has been confirmed, and I would assume this is all we're going to get, probably a a long shield match, and their opponents have been confirmed. It's um, shockingly... Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Wow. Wow. That is fresh. Because, you know, we like to give Baron Corbin everyone's farewell mm-hmm. match. Um, sorry, I had to get that in there. Uh, and then, <laughs> actually, more, way more interesting to me, and, and AJ can come on and fight with me about it, but we got Finn Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental title. And... That's super interesting to me because we had a little booking mistake. Not mistake. That's not the word I was looking for. Booking mishap because due to illness. Yeah. Um, if you believe what you read on the internet, where Samoa Joe was actually supposed to go to Raw with the United States title. And um, that probably still happens. But yeah, I, I, also, I still think that happens. I think it still happens, but you still have in play 
that Andrade could win and put, that would put the Intercontinental title on Raw and you could keep Joe on SmackDown. However, I think that's unlikely just because yeah, it feels... I think we're getting Joe, Braun, and you can't do that if they're on separate brands. So, And it does feel like after you flipped Roman over to SmackDown, you kind of need that, that power shift. And we talked about that a little bit earlier on in the program. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement that it probably ends up being Joe, but I get it. It's, it's interesting and why they would choose to add that one more match to the, you know, the event certainly feeds into that speculation, right? Like it's obvious. I bet it's a hell of a match. I mean, I, I love both of those guys. So, um, no doubt. I'm glad to see that they're putting Andrade in these situations where like, even if he loses, that doesn't matter, especially since the guy's not going to be on the, Balor's not going to be on the show anymore. So it's kind of like a, you know. It would almost be cooler if it was non-title and they let him go over if they didn't want to switch the title, but it's fine. I mean, I guess they already did that on Monday. Yeah, for what it's worth, I like my only take on this is I, I love it. Like I love the idea of WWE creating a scenario where you're a random dude who just bought a ticket to some random ass show in Moline, Illinois, and all of a sudden, like they walk in to say, by the way. Your ticket is significantly more valuable than what you thought you purchased. Wait, I'm an idiot. Right. He did. He beat him on Monday. Wait, who? Wait, wait, what you... Andrade beat Balor yes. in a non-title oh, yeah, match yeah, on yeah, Monday. Yes, so that's yes. that's why this is happening. This okay. Yes. So it's all perfect, actually. Right, they right. did actually, exactly the story, what they yes, should the do, which is have him win sense. a non-title match and have him lose, hopefully, the title match, and then that puts him in a great position going forward on the on the brand. I think. Sure. Um. Um. Yeah. No. I... Him, and, him and Zelina, the Mexican experience. Hey, at least they didn't just pick a random Mexican guy to throw him into a tag team with. Uh, um, uh, all right. Just because. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, whatever. I look. Anybody, anybody else have anything else to say about the Shield show? I mean, come on. It's it's fine. It's all very fine. I have no problem with it. I'll say this. I just o- really over do under when over under when Dean is back by. Uh, next year at the Rumble. I mean, yeah. is part of this sort of we're making our bets on how successful AEW is? This feels a little unfair. No, because no. they are throwing he's throwing the retirement word around. But he's, he's not. Re- he's I mean, not. They're not doing this if there's any thought of him going to AEW. I don't think he's wrestling. I think that he is at a crossroads in his life or something because that there was something that said I can't remember where I read it, but it was basically he was tossing the word retirement around. I I think he is a little burned out. He want I think he is going to go and sit on his couch for like six months. Well, I, I think mean, he's just if, going to go and relax. Yeah, he's going to kind of figure things out. And I think he's back. I, I think you're right. By the rumble, he's back. Okay, I don't disagree. If that's what this is, then it doesn't normally take six months, right? Like if this really is just burnout, like well, he could just call them and say, "Okay, yeah, I'm over it." Yeah, it now. take it typically takes six months for you to go find something else and fail at that, and then decide that you're ready to go back to this, right? Or a little bit longer, I guess, in the case of CM Punk, because you have enough money that it doesn't matter that you failed so miserably at the other thing that you were going to do. Um, or he I, doesn't have to do anything because he has enough money to. How much money does does Dean Ambrose? Dean have? Ambrose was one of the more. He was a million dollar guy. Yeah, but like yeah, he, I, again, he, I I'm not trying to knock it and I seem like million dollars isn't a lot of money. It is. Like we all know that a million dollars. He's also is a lot married of money. to Renee. Renee, I was gonna say Renee's pr- pulling down some good but money. But like too. again, that runs up at some point, and sure, at some point, but he could go a couple years without making significant money. 
but doing what? Like, there's a big difference between not making money and just like having nothing. What, I, he what could are you doing? he could show up at a comic con and make fifty thousand dollars for the weekend. I mean, yeah, it, he could open a restaurant or something. Right, you if, know, like, that, where he doesn't okay. really have to be hands on. So, so just that's have a business. right. Maybe but, not fifty thousand, but like he could make some significant money by showing up at a comic con one weekend. Make decent money. I don't disagree with that. But I, I would, I guess, I would combine that all those things. If your drive, if you have no juice to do anything, then yeah, sure, just go around the comic cons the rest of your life. And, well, that's and, what the problem is. With but him, that, right? we're, not, we're not saying the rest of the life. We're talking about a year. Yeah, we're I, talking I just, about a year. And plus, that's like I think that is who he is. I think that's been part of the problem, right? Remember, I mean, remember when he was the champion and Stone Cold called him out on the podcast for not being a go getter, and th- that's sort of what who he is, right? He's he doesn't have a lot of drive. I mean, that's sort of why he is where he is, I, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's interesting. I'm not going to try to pretend to know him well enough to you know get into that. I'm, I'm not saying I know. I'm just saying the yeah. signs are there. And, and other people have said it, you know. I, I don't know, man. If 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 that's all it is, if you just have no drive to do it, man. It's it's amazing that you've lasted this long, right? You know, it really is amazing that if if you're someone who's just not driven, because this is this is hell, you know, this this I, ride that I, you go I, through. I, I don't I, know if I'd say he's not driven. I think I, there's I think driven, and then I think there's no. But the, you're you're acting like this is a black and white issue. It's not. It's how driven are you? Like there's, a, you know what I mean? I think I think there's a certain kind of driven. And then there's Jinder Mahal somehow winning the title because he was so driven to come back. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like there, there's, and I think they, you know, there's all this weird, we always hear all the time these stories about the weird political shit where if someone's attitude is kind of blasé, they get treated like that. And if someone's attitude is, I mean, this is, well, I, this I, think, is all, I think it works both ways. I think a lot of people would tell you that their attitude got that way because of the political bullshit they dealt with. That, like, well, sure, with, but with, that doesn't mean they're going to get treated differently because of the reason why they have well, the I attitude. Mean, I, I That's hear usually you. why they get out, get on the outs with the company, you know, I, because the company fucked them, and then. But and yet, then, but yet, it's know. clear that the WWE has kind of gone out of their way to be kind to Dean in this process, right? Correct. Like, at a certain point, but right. like he was definitely treated like garbage before that, right? So it's and all, all of a sudden he was booked re- in a really nice light, you know? It's it's interesting, um, and yes, I, all of it also compounded by the fact that Roman Reigns came back out of nowhere, right? And like that clearly changed a few things. And compounded too. by the fact that his wife is a very important part of the company. Sure, all, all of the above. Check every single one of those boxes. It's interesting. It's a very unique situation. Yes, yes, it is. It is a very unique situation. I don't disagree with that, and maybe there's no precedent for us to figure this whole thing out. Um, I think most of us would have bet that CM Punk wouldn't have been away as long as he was, even as shitty as things got between he and WWE. I still think most of us were of the belief: give him a couple years, he's not going to have anything else to do, and he's going to come crawling yeah. back. And the reality, I 100 percent thought that. And the reality is, he doesn't really have anything else to do, and yet he's still not crawling back. So. You know, sometimes it's just a point where you're like, I just genuinely don't want to do that. And and maybe, you know, some of the things you say about Dean, maybe that's why it, it doesn't only take six months. Maybe it's that he just sort of says that thing, going through that 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 grind is just not for me. And I, I, I will say this. Uh, Punk is definitely at the point where he's taking the low-hanging fruit checks um, that he can get. Because I was, when I was laid up in the hospital over the weekend, uh... I was flipping the channels, and he was on basically like a low-rent version of Myth Mythbusters. Oh. It wasn't Mythbusters, but it was some other show, some crazy guy that wanted to disprove certain things based off of science. And he was part of a segment where they were disproving that you could do the Mortal Kombat uppercut and lift the person off the ground. <laughs> so they brought CM Punk in to try to punch this, like, anatomically correct dummy oh, 
to see if he could lift it off the ground. Man. That was kind of the Jericho route for a while, wasn't it? He was showing yeah. up on those sort of random was things. It, was it that bad? I don't, I don't it, know. He, I he showed up on some low rent things. He, he did get some higher stuff as well. Yeah, he had like But a he was showing show. up on like, remember those those like VH1, like best of the decade no, 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 stuff? No, no, no. Those were great. People genuinely watched those. Those don't feel like this. Yeah, those are, um, I will, those are actually comedians. was on the line, but I still feel like it got cool for a minute. It did. So. great. How dare you? Yeah, it's a cult but, classic. Yeah, I mean like. Jericho was was doing things that other like like real comedians would go do. Right. Um, I you know I I, I guess I don't know how low this thing is. Yeah, it's, like this is on a random channel at like nine thirty on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Like eh, it's not it's not. Great. And, ma- and maybe it's a really popular show, and I'm just out of touch. I have no idea. I was also on lots lots of drugs. Mm, fair, <laughs> fair. But, <laughs> but I just remember being like, I was about to change the channel because I was like, "What's this shitty show?" And I was like, "Wait, CM Punk's gonna be on? I'm definitely watching the rest of this." And uh, he had like a two minute segment. Um. Well, I I still think we see him at some point in the future, but I am. Oh, here's yeah. your five thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised. He's, he's he's not gone forever. I'm I I continue to believe that, but Lord Lord knows he's not doing anything now. I mean, like, like I don't understand the comic book world enough to know if like. Oh right, you if know that brings in the money. I I just don't know. I can't pretend like I understand that world. Maybe somebody would say, now what does he even do for this comic? Like what what is? I I think he writes it. Does he? But does he like actually write it? I think so. I I think I actually I don't even know if he's doing it anymore. He didn't obviously create the characters because like right. Well, did no, he write yeah, a he Drax was, he was comic doing, or something? Yeah, he was doing Drax, but but he writes like the dialogue, I think, yeah. and like the storyline. I well, I don't know this. if he's still doing that or if that was like a, a one off or a two off or whatever. I will say this: I know he's watching what Gerard Way uh, from My Chemical Romance is doing right now, which is that he created his own universe, sort of with the Umbrella Academy. It became a Netflix show that's right, very successful. Right. And just got signed on for a second season. And I know that Punk has tweeted a couple times about how good it is. I could definitely see him trying to do something like that. You know, with the creativity that someone like maybe him and AJ try to come up with something since they're both comic nerds. And I could see him trying to maybe that would be his nest. I mean, it's weird that we snowballed into what. No, I know. Right. Well, because now I feel like I I feel like I was unfair to him. Like the the mixed martial arts thing was so awful that he became a, you know, like. But he probably got paid well for it. Oh, I'm sure he got paid well for it, but he, clearly, it was, I mean, it was atrocious. It was a joke. It was, yes. you know, one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. So it makes it easy to take shots at CM Punk. And I have to admit, you know, reading over the various things he's done in the comic book world, it might be that he's doing well enough in that world and those opportunities are there that he really doesn't need to do anything else. And so he's good. And that, I just have to admit, I don't, I understand the mixed martial arts world. I do not understand the comic book world. So. I'm, I, it's sort of a mea culpa for me to CM Punk where it's totally... I'm, like, reading this whole thing, all of these many things that he's done. He... This is just from his Wikipedia page. Wrote the introduction for the crossover Avengers vs. X-Men. Uh, wrote the foreword for something else. I don't remember what that is. Uh, wrote uh, Thor, Anna, Thor Annual Number 1. Co-wrote The Most Cursed for Vertigo Comics. Uh, the, you mentioned the Drax series with 11 issues. Uh, wrote uh, something for Marvel for Master of Kung Fu. Like, that's a lot. You know, like, there's a lot yeah. in there. It's totally possible that, that he's good enough at that and it's relevant and pays enough money that he's just genuinely living a good enough life doing that that he doesn't have to give a shit about professional wrestling ever again. So, you know. I know what they do. CM Punk and Dean Ambrose, buddy cop. Oh, 
No, actually, and, I don't think I would like that that much. I take it back. Now, if it was, if it was, somebody, I'd watch an episode of it. I'd watch CM Punk and Rusev buddy cop. I'm oh, yeah. all in well, there. Well, Rusev and Lana, who knows what's going to happen yeah. there? What about CM Punk and Ryback buddy cop? No, fuck them. All right. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, Sexy Star says she started the women's revolution. Can you give me any explanation of this? That's the sort of thing she says. Oh, okay. But yeah. like, there's nothing more to it? Like, that, I mean, that's what she said. She said, I started the women's revolution, and it was because I won the title that, you know, all these women are getting... Okay, well, I feel uh, like that context is important. I feel like the context is she says... She's claiming that she started the women's revolution because she won the Lucha Underground yeah, title. Yeah, she just said... Here we go. About her influence, Star commented. I personally think that, yes, WWE took notice. I am proud that they gave me that opportunity as a woman, as a Mexican and a warrior. I felt WWE found out about that, and it had a big buzz all over the world. I think it ex- inspired them to act. Uh, mm. Not so much. I mean, look, this is a we- this is really weird. Yes, my initial reaction is, okay, sexy star, right? Like, I mean, I, I-, I liked Hurricane Helms' uh Response: Much like Hornswoggle inspired 205 Live. Right. Um, That's great. You know, is there is, clearly is it absurd to think that somebody within WWE noticed it and used it as further ammo to try to push for something that they already like? Is it absurd to think there isn't some, you know? Small I mean, they morsel. were they were already fairly deep into pushing what? the quote unquote women's what, revolution. What, when did I try to think that of, point? You'd have to give me a timeline for this. When did sex? So Star... so she won the title. It it was aired in 2016. I think it was uh, 2017, like beginning of 2017. It was filmed like summer of 2016. Okay. So we're talking like the the that women's revolution segment was the summer of 2015. That triple threat match at WrestleMania 32 was April of 2016 like what was the tr- remind me, just to remind me 32 what was the that that was the uh so, uh Becky Becky Charlotte Sasha triple threat where Snoop wrapped uh, oh, Sasha down to the ring right. and they they got rid of the Divas title and it became the women's title yeah i mean timeline wise that doesn't seem to check out either so yeah i guess we can i guess we can toss that in the trash that's fine i mean like yeah, look I- I, 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 there is some sort of cause and effect. There was clearly a lot of things happening in women's sports in general and more of a push that, you know, like, is there some world in which somebody saw it and said, hey, we could do something with this? I don't know. But, like, I, I would feel like there would be a more direct correlation if it led to, you know, intergender, you know, like that, that would be a stronger argument to make that, hey, the WWE was more comfortable doing intergender stuff because they saw this. Well, if, if Charlotte won the WWE title, maybe you right, can make something along those lines, or even like the Intercontinental title, something like that. And yet we still haven't seen that, despite the fact that they had the door wide open to do it in recent months. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think we can sort of push that one aside. Yeah. All right, anything else we need to discuss? Not really. All right, very good. Let's get some plugs in. Brandon, what do you have coming up at Ramshead Live? We just announced a big radio series with uh, Z1043 here in Baltimore. Um, so we've got uh, Kane's Second Chance Prom with Bryce Vine. Bozzy is, uh, uh, sorry, that's May 10th. Bozzy is June 12th. And uh, my favorite one of all, Lizzo, um, on July 25th. The tickets are going to sell out immediately for that one. Um, also, one of my favorite records of the year uh, is by a band called Pup. 
And um, we just announced that Pup will be at Ramshead Live on September 13th. And you should definitely check out their new album called Morbid Stuff. It is awesome. I am feeling really old right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know that all of what you said is super relevant and interesting. I just, I, this is like the big moment for me in my life where I'm like, my God, I am my father. (laughs) Like, I know nothing. But I'm sure it's awesome because Lord knows I am not the tastemaker in this. I am the guy going to the Wallflower show. That's and that's coming up April 23rd and hopefully another one for your generation for our generation let's be honest Um, the day before that on August 22nd hopefully we'll be able to announce that soon a great big white weekend I like (laughs) everything about that although I guess it'd be a Thursday. That's a fr- the Friday. The Wallflower show is on a Friday, right? Because the yes, I'm going to Gary Clark Jr. that Saturday. Uh, or oh. that's Sunday. That's Sunday. I'm going to Gary Clark Jr. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is that the one with Nathaniel? Ray- Dude, with- it's the greatest like duo combo show that they could have ever booked at Merriweather this summer. I'm very excited about that. But I'm excited about the Wallflowers too. I don't want to take anything away from that. I'm very excited about the Wallflowers because I am very very white. Ramsheadlive.com. Uh, go find out more. And at Brandon Linton on twitter is how you follow him brandon was pretty active on twitter this week because he was pent up in the hospital <laughs> he was like tweeting during raw it was a whole thing man i was like hey. did i ruin stuff for you i was pretty pissed yes <laughs> like for a minute <laughs> then don't read twitter well yeah it's, again i have to go through this every time it's fine that was the theme of the weekend right aaron aaron took a hard stance on game of thrones if you don't want to be spoiled don't read social media well, no, my stance was actually towards uh, radio and podcast work on Monday. There, were, oh, there was a sure. big debate whether or not we should be allowed to talk about it. And I said, look, it's, it's, a, it's a viewing event. By Monday, if you haven't seen it, that's on you to avoid it. I don't I think I think if they put all 12 episodes on Netflix and you were crazy yes. and you watched all yes. 12. And then, then you, then you wait. Different yes. story. But I think you're right. I don't, uh, it's a cultural phenomenon. You have right. to be able to talk I don't, about it. I don't inherently disagree with that. And I, I don't even know that I really disagree with it with the Raw. And I accept that something that – I accept it comes with that when I watch Raw on delay. You know what I mean? I actually – When you start flipping through Twitter and reading everyone's tweets. Right. I, like, I can live with that. It's just still a bummer when it happens. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not trying to – I'm not really blaming anybody else. It's more just like, damn, I thought I could avoid it. And then I was realizing I couldn't. Such is life. You didn't, you didn't get the live experience of uh, yeah, the, the, learning the, the, about the live Viking, Viking experience. experience. That, that was right, amazing. Exactly right. All right, uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter. Just I am the whole on thing. Twitter at the Aoster. We are on Twitter at Jobbing Outro. You can email us, uh, email us jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. And, and since we're just coming off top about uh, comic books, I'll mention I'm going to be at AwesomeCon next weekend. I'll be hosting three panels. Two of them are with stars from uh, Luke Cage, Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage, and Theo oh. Rossi, who plays Shade. And then the third panel, someone you might have heard of, his name's Steve Borden. Mm, mm, he's a baseball player yes a, a baseball player very very nice guy he swings right. a uh, black wooden bat yep, yep. and uh, that'll be on Saturday afternoon so uh, come see us at awesome con can you check you need you, you need to play the my friend has cancer and needs an autograph sting <laughs> something card <laughs> well why don't you come to awesome con <laughs> when is it next weekend that's that's possible all right all just right. let me know all right okay all right, thanks to, uh, th- or again, also AJ, he already did his plugs. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. Thanks again to Dustin Thomas. Appreciate him. That was awesome. For Aaron Oster, for Brandon Linton, and for the main event, vent, 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 vent
I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. How about we all try to do it together? Ready? Three, one. Okay. two, one. Jobbing, Jobbing out! out! Fuck it.